My name is Matthew Champ, and I've got daddy issues. And my name's Chris Kingsbury, and I got daddy issues. And this is Daddy Issues with Champ in Kingsbury. Yes, we are back. This is episode four. Episode four. Yeah. Yes. Aw- you know what? Awesome intro. I love our intro. That yes. intro music, that yeah. little like retro vibe you like. Yeah, it's a good riff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my buddy Jacob, uh, uh, he uh, he made that for us. Nice. So. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Jacob. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a great riff, man. He and, also uh, made the one that we're doing as it introduces into the guest. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So to you, Jacob. Yeah. That's beer. That's beer. That's beer. Chris, what are we drinking? We are drinking... Uh, off the hop. Off the hop. We are drinking uh, Whippersnapper. Of course we're drinking Whippersnapper. We've drank these guys a lot, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. But um, this is the Pride uh, version of their beer. Yeah. Right? Each can is different color, and uh, each color representing a different color of the equality flag. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't quite read it, but... Uh, there's a story There's on a the story can. on the can. You can read right. it on every color except for yellow. Yeah. Because it's white, white on yellow. On is yellow. Not, uh, Chris is holding that up to the mic yeah. so you can see it. Yeah, totally. Okay. And there it is, fried flag, and that's uh, it. So, But it's it's really cool. Um, Whippersnapper, they do like a different beer, like a different specialty beer each week. Holy shit, this is delicious. I know. It's a, So it's, an, it's a stone fruit lager. Wow. Can you guess what stone fruit it is? I don't know. I'm too stoned for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke because stone yeah. fruit. Stone fruit, yeah. Um, so um, it's apricot. It's apricot. It's apricot, and it's it, you think apricot. I think of like that Saint Ambrose apricot. Yeah, Saint Ambrose apricot, which but is way sharper. Doesn't taste anything like that. No, like, this I is, love it. It's yeah. just it's a little bit different, right? Yeah, it, absolutely. You got the tartiness to it. Yeah, this is tartness, uh, not tartiness. Dark. We're late with this. So. Yeah, no, that is good. Uh, check out Whippersnapper and uh, yeah. Facebook and all their socials. We're like, actually we're hoping to uh, have a comedy show with them. Yeah, we're going to be uh, talking some uh, some preliminary scheduling with them uh, mid next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's part really of cool. more of the uh, brewery tours. We also recently approached uh, Stalwart Brewery out in Carlton, uh, Carlton Place. Place. Yeah, so. we were drinking their stuff before. I think. We yeah, we're, we're drinking on the, the Minnesota next week. Next week, Minnesota. Yeah, we checked that out. It's, yeah, because uh, we talked about that. I yeah, it's so. good stuff. Um, um, this week we are interviewing or interviewing. We're, we're talking with we're talk, interviewing. We're, we're talking with a good friend. of we're ours. We're chatting with a friend of ours. He's uh, he's got his own podcast, the One Man Podcast. That's right. He's a stand-up comedian. He's been a comedian for a very long time. And how is he a dad? Uh, he's not, well, he's a, he's a dad by proxy, right? He's, he's, uh, he's a stepdad, uh, and he's had an on again, off again relationship with uh, a woman he deeply loves. And we wanted to talk to him about the kids and factor in that. Because that's a dad thing too. It's been on again, off again since the kids were like pretty much born. Yeah. And now this is like 14 years later. So like he's been in their lives for a long time. How does that impact them? The family dynamic and how does it impact him as well? Right. So So it's a good conversation. It's a long conversation and we've definitely edited chunks of this, uh, down this conversation time. down. Maybe, maybe in the future, uh, when we drop some bonus episodes, we might drop this one as a full, long length, full length episode. Bo- but bonus yeah, keep us time but constraints. Yeah, or, uh, we we ended up chatting for like well over two hours. Yeah, we've got we've got over two hours of, of content, and not all of it is relevant. The first twenty minutes, Josh, because Josh, Josh is a good friend of ours. Oh, did we say his name? 
Yeah, Josh. Okay, okay. Josh Williams, everybody. Our yeah. guest this week yeah. is Josh Williams. It's, yeah. It should say so in the episode yeah. title. Anyway, yeah, it should right? anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but you know, he he's got his own podcast. He's got a way that he does his podcast. He brought the recording studio to, uh, recording equipment for us. It was wonderful and to work on. By he the way. he's not a fan of the free shout outs to like the local breweries because he thinks that we should be getting paid for it. And so he he kind of digs in a little bit off the top, and that's chill. We're just going to keep doing it our way because. We we understand he doesn't want us to be corporate shills, but at, at the, the same, same time, time, we're talking about stuff we know. We're talking about stuff we know. We're talking about stuff we like, and we're like, I don't. I'm gonna go and buy a beer at Whippersnapper anyways, right? Yeah. And here's the thing: it's like you build relationships with local businesses; they build relationships with you. That's what business um, is, man. And build you know, we're we're working on building like a whole brewery tour in this city. It's like it's almost gonna be competing with the clubs. I like, would. I don't know about that. It's just something we need to do for each other as comedians and Canadians. Just support local artists, artists supporting yeah. artists. And that's yeah, well, and, and bringing in good quality shows and allowing Ottawa to like showcase on those shows as well. So, that's right. That's right. So like you know that's what we're that's part of what we're hoping to do so you know what if you're if you're in the breweries because i know that whippers never said they're going to check out the podcast uh, yeah you guys yeah his finger guns <laughs> towards the mic that you can't see all right um but like you know if if you're hearing this and like oh well we we love all of you <laughs> yeah, yeah totally no, uh, all equally, equally uh so yeah so i just wanted to say like we we make some jokes uh on this podcast about being corporate shells we're not corporate shells but we just we like what we like, and we want to share that we with the world. We want to share that with you guys. I don't think that's corporate chilling. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. What, what's on our to-do list? We're, we've, oh, we've covered off the hop. We did so. cover off the hop, and uh, we talked about editing down the podcast. Oh, what did we, we talked about our guests. That's right. We acknowledged Jacob. That's right. And um, now I guess it's what we do this week. You know what? Here's the thing, is like you you've kind of like had a bit of a week. Eddie's back to school. Yeah, he is back to school and uh everybody's full back in school. I think Minnesota two covers that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the first week and then That so, came out last Sunday. Yeah, right. Uh so this week, uh, I've started to work on him with uh, homework because it's his first year of French immersion. And if he doesn't speak any French, and neither do I, that's the bridge we're going to get over together. Uh, uh, so it's been interesting starting that routine uh, once a day, right after supper, working for 15 minutes with him, and then just every day just doing it. And it's just enunciation of like... F-A and, like, letters together. That, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the start, uh, right? It's the start of everything. So. Uh, like, my, my niece is learning to count in, uh, like, English and French together. She's yeah. four, right? So, yeah. you know, well, she's got, like, this little puzzle that counts out 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And yeah. she, like, walks along it and she'll do it in English. And then she'll walk along it and do it in French. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. And to all the Francophone listeners, <coughs> why did she have to do this French part second, eh? Hmm. Why? Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's... Uh, we, we don't really have Quebec listeners. No, we really don't. Like, we, but, have, uh, we have a surprising amount of listeners in California. Right on, California. Right I'm wondering on. if it's like... if. They were looking for the other Daddy's Issues podcast that's Probably based out of would. California and then heard us like bashing Douchebag McDermott and Yeah, well Douchebag McDermott may he get did he get better? Is he better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he yeah, was, yeah, coma, he was he? no no, he wasn't in a oh, coma. Sorry. He was like he was in the, he had pneumonia, he had to go to the hospital. Oh pneumonia. Pneumonia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the P. The P. Yeah. Pneumonia. Pneumonia. <laughs> No, no, it's good. No, yeah, maybe it's by proxy, but hey, thanks for listening, California. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. 
send us your info. California, Idaho. 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 We still got Utahs. Utah, yeah. Utah. Michigan's been a big state. Oh, Michigan. Yeah. Nice. And it's like for, for our, our country here, it's been mostly BC and uh, Ontario. Oh. Nobody in my home province of Alberta is listening. I think to we're me. a little bit too progressive for your home province. Yeah, well, I doesn't surprise Our me. first episode was about trans rights. <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to hear any of that. So if, you if you haven't listened to that episode with Awesome B yet, please go back Come and listen. Come on back really and check that awesome. out. It's great. Um, so you've been doing homework. You've been learning French. Yep. You've been learning your fas and fuzz and lus and las and sees and saws and yeah. So uh, it's been good ziza uh, and all etc. Part like that. So it's uh, it's pretty much. Uh, I knew I was gonna have to take a French course eventually. I'm going to procrastinate till my kid went to school. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's well. funny. I um, we're taking Maddie to Oktoberfest on Friday. Oh, why do I hear a tuba suddenly? When every suddenly, uh, anytime somebody yeah. says like. Oktoberfest, I hear like a tuba and like the oompa. So, so Maddie's Maddie's one today, or one, one month, month, one month, one month, one month. yeah, today. yeah, I won. She's one month today, and we it feels like a year for Champ because he hasn't slept. Much. Oh God! <laughs> um, last year we bought tickets to Bose Oktoberfest, right? And we, Joel Plaskett was playing. Bose is a great local beer. We love you, Bose. I love you, Bose. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel Plaskett is a great Atlantic Canadian artist. Uh, I love you, Joel. Um, because, yeah, of course, he's listening to this. <laughs> um, that was the night of the tornado. Ottawa had a tornado oh, that touched right. down. Yeah, that was a year ago. Um, yeah. And it destroyed Rory Gardner's house. And it destroyed my, uh, one of my, one of the first gro- rural grocery stores I ever went to when I moved from Alberta, uh, Dun Robin Meat Grocery. Okay. It, uh, well, that night, that day, I was actually at the fair, and they hoarded us all off into the arena. Oh, right, because you guys kept drinking in the arena. Yeah, we were seeing us. Yeah, man, that was great. I like this beer break brought to you by Tornado. Thank you. And then I was like, thank God nobody died because I'd have felt like a total asshole. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, I survived the tornado in '87. I was seven years old. I was in. It was in Horlack Park before, or uh, the east side park before it hit with my parents okay and well my mom and my aunt were like the sky is purple and green we're leaving and we <laughs> left and halfway home the, the hail started and we got inside and the hail broke the front window and and then we got to school on monday it was like it was surreal to seeing photos i'd never really yeah. walked a disaster site and then less than five kilometers from my house there's a disaster site. Well, that was the thing for us with the tornado. The tornado touched down 700 meters away from us, like just up Green Bank. Yeah. And um, we like we were on a bus out to Oktoberfest. It's an hour and a half bus ride. We get there just as they shut down. So they're like, buses back around, go back to Ottawa. So we're on a school bus for, and then our bus driver got lost. We were on a school bus for about four hours. Wow. We figured, because we heard that it touched down the West End, we're like, we have no power. So we got off downtown, went to a grocery store, stocked up, fucking hopped into an Uber, and came up. Our house was on the street, the only street in the west end of Ottawa that had power because we're on the hospital grid. We're right across the street from the Queensway Carlton, right? Only, the only street. And everybody else was just pitch black. Like, all the side streets around us were pitch black, and they were down for days. Yeah. Like, Well, the the, the devastation from that tornado last year was massive, and it was massive in, like, three different areas of the city. So if you're not familiar with that, California, take a look at that and Google some of those images. Mm. Um, We survived it. Yeah, my, my therapist's house, um, she has a house out in the country that she was renting out. Uh, 
completely uh, destroyed. Completely destroyed. Completely destroyed. I told you about the wood. Like, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, like, yeah it's actually right across the street from right around that corner. of Yeah, because yeah, I, I said that you yeah. could have had the wood if you wanted it. Yeah, I was way too busy to but, grab it. But uh, yeah, barn board's awesome. But, but yeah, yeah. They, their entire barn went down, uh, yeah. which was insane. Like, it, was, it was nasty. So we didn't get to go, and so Bo's offered us free tickets for this year. Oh, that's cool. And replacement. And so I'm like, to, to the kid, I'm like, so... Uh, do we go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're not going to take the bus. We're going to drive out, and like I'll drive there. She'll drive back because she's not going to have more than half a pint of beer, if that. Right? Yeah, if that. Yeah. But yeah. it's going to be, and we got like these little soundproof headphones for the baby. Uh, so baby's first beer fest. Nice. Yeah. Nice. There's some photo ops. It's going to yeah. be fun. It's going to be fun. She'll uh, definitely be puking. Two, two champs <laughs> that night will be puking. Yeah. Uh, baby champ and probably Matthew, but definitely Matthew. Baby champ might work out. I'll be so. fine. We're we're doing Renfrew the next day. Oh, nice! Yeah, we're doing Renfrew. Yeah, it'll be yeah. like it's not really like it's not really billed as a daddy issue show, but no, really but they, we just kind of there's a host and three comics, and we're two of those comics, so, so it's kind of like a daddy issue show. Yeah, it's not going to <laughs> turn into a bumping mics thing. It's actually just going to turn. That'd be kind of weird if it happened now. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just sitting up there and right through. Just be like, I'll just be on. screaming from the god mic during your set. And you <laughs> yeah, can you, scream from the god mic during my was, set. Yeah. <laughs> this will be my first time getting back on stage since the baby cam. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, uh, that's a bit of a that's a month break. It's been a month. It's been a month since I've been on stage. I feel I feel a little bit rusty. I want to shake off some rest. Um, a club booker in New York City reached out to me and said that he was watching my tape this week. So, oh. um, and he, so I'm, I got my fingers crossed that I might be going back to New York in a little, little bit. Listeners, if you can come up with any people who will work uh, in a trading system for a expunging a criminal record check, please get back to Daddy Shoes and Champion Kingsbury. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, we'll talk. We'll, actually, we'll talk about that. Later, I was going to say but, we'll, we'll spend an episode talking about yeah. your life, like because your life is very dramatic. But Christopher needs a pardon. Um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to be polite. Like Christopher Stat. needs a pardon. Pardons cost money. It's this is we are not crowdfunding your pardon off of this. No, definitely not. <laughs> I don't know if that's illegal. I don't think so. Either. Um, but anyways, like that's that's what's keeping you from coming along. But. I might be like just hopping on train, going down, doing an audition, hopping on train, coming back up. Like that might that be makes what sense. I do. No, that's great. I'm not ready to leave for weekends. Like I no. got my first smile today. Yeah, no, that's so. huge. That's huge in your week for sure. First smile, yeah. that one's always great. She wasn't even shitting her pants. Ah, yeah. even better. Because you can never trust that that's a real smile when they're shitting. Because you know it's more of like a I'm relaxed. It's not an I acknowledge you smile. <laughs> yeah. But this was legitimately like she was crying. I picked her up. She looked up and saw that I was holding her, and then she put this big smile on her face and fell back asleep. So, oh, that's yeah. sweet. That's I, good. I go back to work next week. I'm not ready. You know. Oh yeah, no, that's. Uh... Paternity leave, guys, take it. We have a government right now, at least for the next like two months, thirty days. Sorry, but it'll be a couple months before they can change yeah, those laws, anyway. But so we have it for a while. We've right? got this. We've got this great thing where you can take an extra five weeks. It tops up to forty weeks of, of parental leave together. You can take twenty. Your wife can take twenty. You just have to take a minimum of five. I took five, but I took a week off unpaid as well. Yeah, I mentioned um, that on episode two, I think. And yeah. yeah, so like, do it up. I've really loved this time. I wish I didn't have to go back. Yeah, um, yeah, take it. Take it if you can get it, guys. All right. Yeah. We need to start this episode. Yeah, so here it is. Josh Williams. Josh Williams, um, you know, great guy. Check out his podcast, The One Man Podcast. He's got uh, lots of episodes. Yeah, he's, he's over 100. Uh, later days. Wait, later days.
Later days. We'll see it you guys in like, late in the day. We'll see you in like 15 seconds. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, in the studio with us today, we have a good friend of mine, a very good comic known for a long time in the city. Uh, his name is Josh Williams. He is, uh, he's got uh, a podcast, the One Man Podcast, which just hit 100 episodes. Congratulations, Josh. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> like two or three months ago, but yeah. Yay! Go podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, Thanks yeah. for having me on the Daddy Issues podcast. Welcome to the murder room. So you guys call it? Yeah, this is the murder room. It doesn't look like a murder room. It looks like, definitely the artwork on the walls looks like you could be a serial killer at some point, like a fascination with comics. It's a murder room in training. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's the old Chuckles for Chio poster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is like the first time my face was ever on a comedy poster. Was it really? Yeah. Oh man, good for you. I was only six months into comedy. I'm opening a beer that shall remain nameless until they pay for advertising. Actually, no. We, We do talk about the local beers. And Do they give you any money for it? Uh, you know what? Here's the thing: is we did get I free get money beer. From Vimy. Okay, we if, got, they give, if they give you free beer, then that's fine. We, uh, but as long one, as they're giving you something for it, if you have to go and spend your own money and then they want free advertising, here's, fuck them. No, no, no. Here's the thing: is like we're we're <laughs> drinking locals all the time, and we want people to Wait, know, like you know, go support local. Fuck that. You no, say support, no, go drink Kitchen. You can say support local without giving them free advertisement. I'm sorry, Kitchen It costs you like twenty cents a can for this stuff. Give them free beer. If, if, but again, if they're giving you free beer, Vimy gave us free beer. Who the fuck is Vimy? Vimy Brewing Company. Okay, so then delicious. you say so you say their name. If you yeah. if these guys if you had to go out and buy this yourself, it's like I feel the same way about wearing like baseball hats that say Nike. It's like how much is Ni- you know Nike? The billboard companies aren't going. Hey Nike, we'll just put your stuff on it because we love it. They cost. They pay for that. They pay for it everywhere else. But then people are walking billboards and they go, "Oh, I'll pay you to advertise for you." you Fuck that. You just, know what? It's going to get to the point where like we are branding our children like by naming them after products. It doesn't have to be that great. <laughs> yeah, some people probably Apple. Apple, Apple right? Yeah. There you go. But uh, I'd I, like to name my child Best Buy. I just think, like, here's the thing. We know it has value, right? We're being advertised to all the time. Even your news feed on, on Instagram, there's advertisements. And we get it. Yeah, People yeah, are yeah, paying for that. 100%. Yeah, so why would we t- give other people shit away for free? Here's the thing. If you ever wanted Kitchen Sip- Kitchen Sippy to sponsor you, why would they? You're already advertising for them for free. All right. You heard that here first. Go fuck yourself, Kitchen Sippy. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But just any any person that wants to advertise. Yeah. I, I go to yeah. a restaurant and, um, you know, occasionally I'll, I'll say the name by accident. But for the most part, I'm like, no, if you if you want me to advertise your business, if I had a good experience, if somebody fucks me over, oh, I'm saying your name. I'm saying your Fair name. Enough. I'm letting Fair everyone enough. know. Because if you hurt me, then, then I'm you very, I'm a visceral. No, I'm giving the wrong impression. Maybe anyone who's never seen me perform or anything. I'm not a bad guy. I'm just, <laughs> here's no, the thing. it's just you know an what asshole, it is? Really. No, here's the thing. It's you know good. what it is? I love Chris and Matt, and I just want you guys to do very, very well. So at the end of the day, I want you to have sponsors so that you well, have that shit. So thank you, Josh. Yeah. We actually, I want you guys to win. I don't want Kitchissippi to lose or anybody else to lose. I just want you guys to win. So in the meantime, every episode, they will be enjoying local beers. If those local beers would like to be better known by the local public. They can give. Starting they can drop a Vimy slot. Brewing Company. Yeah. Starting with Vimy Brewing Company. Yeah. Loretta and Gladstone. We'll just we'll yeah. just keep we'll just keep drinking different Vimy beers until yeah. someone yeah. else is like. Fuck. Just say just yeah. say to like, like I've got uh, Summers B is a sponsor on my yeah, podcast nice. and they give me free product. I call them. They give me the free product. That's perfect. You save me. You're saving me money. I'm fine with that, and I'm more than happy to plug their stuff. But if anyone else is like, hey, uh, do you want to just mention? Not a fucking chance. I drink scotches and stuff. I do not say the name of the scotches. Those companies can send me a bottle. Because they're the cheap ones. 
<laughs> they're the fucking expensive ones, and I uh, well, not. I crazy. just discovered Scotch actually this year. Uh, so just heard of it? it? No, no, <laughs> for my palate. For my palate. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, literal arso. All right, so. I've been about two years, two, two, maybe three years drinking Scotch, and before it was like it was garbage to me. It was I burn yeah, it. Was totally. nothing. I've only just started sipping it myself. Like it's before I have to take it as a shot, and that's ruining scotch oh yeah there's no point yeah, no, there's no point, point. If, if you guys don't can i share my my first scotch experience yeah with you? i know it's daddy it. issues but fuck it if no, you fathers are there are looking issue. for a way this to is, unwind this oh, is yeah. a daddy issue this how is do i important. drink like a gentleman not look like i have a problem in front of my kids scotch scotch is a good <laughs> option so this is what happened with me uh i i don't mean to name drop but uh but a friend of mine paul verzi very successful comic yeah, in new paul, york i met him um paul was here doing shows at absolute comedy with me and he's like dude we got to go no they didn't pay us you they were doing shows that's right comedy club at a comedy club no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right (laughs) absolutely right absolutely right Uh, absolutely but uh so we were doing shows paul after the shows like we gotta we gotta go have a a cigar now i will say that there's only one place in the ottawa area that you can go inside a lounge and smoke a cigar i will not name that place i haven't paid anything no i'm saying you still tell the story it's not like naming the place makes a difference but that place go ah tell them nope Nope. <laughs> it's a location piece. Yeah, show me the money, right? There's Jerry Maguire up in this piece. Anyways, um, so we found out that there was a particular spot where you could go. It's the only place within driving distance, 25 minutes, and it's actually in another province. Oh. So the rules in Ontario, for anyone listening, if they're like, oh, I want to go to a... Yeah, you got to go out of province. So if you're listening somewhere in Ontario, odds are you're screwed. Yeah. Because I remember Paul and I were months later in Toronto. There's, there's no place. There's cigar shops, but nowhere where you can sit in a chair, smoke, have a drink, like a gentleman. No. Out in the street with the other goddamn animals. Anyways, I'm, I'm looking at your guys' body language, and I'm like, I don't know if Chris is just high or uh, mostly. <laughs> he's just staring at a fluorescent light, which is what I imagine like most of the people in cubicles listening to this right now are doing. Like, <laughs> like, if I threw my shoelaces over that and hung myself, would it hold my body up long enough to kill me? No, <laughs> you know I, what I mean. I like, no, I don't because, think it would. That one wouldn't. But I just, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of the cubicle people. They've even got them behind the and cubicle behind, people. Seek help. They have the yeah, plastic. Yeah, yeah, they have the right. plastic covering the fluorescence. I am taking so you clients. Can't do the cubicle math. people. I am taking clients. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You gotta, you gotta stay healthy mentally. But here's the thing. Um, we go to this lounge, right? And he's like, "You gotta, you gotta try, you know, a cigar with me. You smoke a cigar." And I, I, absolutely, for sure, I've smoked cigars. I wasn't big on them, but I'll smoke a cigar. And he's like, "You gotta have a scotch with it." No problem. So I'm, I'm just with my friend. Whatever he wants to do, happy to oblige. You guys know the feeling, right? Yep. If you're a yep. good person. Yeah. So we're having that. I think I got a Laphroaig 10. I have to explain the story because Laphroaig itself is a very peaty scotch. It tastes like, uh, tastes like smoke. Huh. I didn't know that. Okay. And here's the thing. Because I was smoking a cigar when I tried this nice scotch, it's almost like, you know, when you eat sweet and drink sweet. It kind of like cancels out the the sweetness. Yeah. Well, because I was smoking a cigar, I was I had the smoky taste in my mouth from the cigar. I actually didn't taste all the smokiness in the scotch. It was like it took off that whole big thick top layer of smoke. Yeah. And I got to taste all the subtle like vanillas and caramels and things like that and citrus notes. Neat. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit! No wonder scotch is so pop. This is amazing. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I've tried cheap whiskeys, but this is like a hundred dollar bottle. I'm like, okay, this is very nice. Later that week, we did it a second time. Same thing, different cigar, but same taste with the the whiskey. I was like, this is fucking incredible. So a few months later, I wanted to go for my birthday. I asked my friends to come with me. We went, and there was a lineup to get into the lounge portion, so we had to wait in the bar up front. I ordered the scotch, tasted it without the cigar. Jesus Christ, I, it tasted like I, someone poured water into an ashtray. Do you know what I mean? Like all I could taste, all I could taste was the smoke. Yeah. 
So I was like, well, thank God I tried it with the cigar first because I know that there's something different. And then once we got into the room and I started smoking the cigar, finishing it, back to that good taste. Like it was like the the, the canceling out. So it was a good pro- a primer. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Absolutely. Because you're like, oh, okay. Like if I had just tried it with the burn, because I've tried other whiskeys too, where it just tastes like burn, burn, fire, fire. You're like, well, that's, I don't know why you'd want to sip on that. You know what I mean? I'll yeah, just drink yeah, yeah. gasoline or whatever <laughs> if I want to burn my face. It's like it's almost like sipping a hot chocolate that's too hot. It just like fires your mouth and you're like, fires okay, well, now mouth, I don't yeah. taste anything. Yeah. Right? So anyways, long story short is if you're interested in scotch, I would almost say if you are willing to indulge in something like a cigar or whatever, that'll give you an idea because once you taste that stuff, see, now I don't even mind the scotches that are peatier. The smoke doesn't bother me as much because I kind of I know kind of how to look past it for the other things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's nice. And scotches are, or whiskeys are the most versatile of all spirits. Like yep. vodka tastes like rubbing alcohol. Rum is like sugar rubbing alcohol. Do you know what I mean? Tequila. Te- like yeah. Bernie Tequila. rubbing alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just a lot. And there's not, I mean, you can have like golds and browns. Like, and obviously rum, you get the spice, the dark, there's some subtle differences, but overall it's not a vast night and day. Whereas like the things that they make whiskey out of the kinds of barrels, they age them in where, where in Scotland it's made yeah. the type of peat and, and whatnot that they, they dry them. It's just crazy. Anyways, long story short, very long story short. And I apologize, gentlemen, is that I enjoy drinking scotch, but had I not had the right, entry into it i would have been like this just tastes like smoke and i why would i pay a hundred dollars for fucking ashtray water you know fair enough you can get it free at your auntie's place yeah pretty much yeah. pretty much that's all i'm saying all right i all hope right. i hope this was a great uh thanks for having me on the podcast guys <laughs> right. I, no, i'm getting a joke right, this is scotch with josh williams um no actually josh josh let's scotch let's kind of williams scotch williams i do that that'd you be a good stage name Hey guys, here's Scotch Williams. Hey everybody, how's it going? It's got a glass of Scotch in my Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, so to speak about a Scotch comics and, uh, and what do you call it? Product placement. Did you guys see Ron White's special where he's drinking and he's got a decanter on the stage and someone yells, what are you drinking? And he goes, I'm not telling you. They didn't pay for it. They didn't give me this bottle. <laughs> they gave me this bottle. I'd be drinking it out of their bottle. I, I, I did not yeah. see that. Yeah. So but. that's a perfect, right in the middle of a special, a perfect example of saying like, you want to know what I'm drinking, eating? I rip the labels off my water bottles and my beers when I drink on stage. Really? Yeah. If I can, some bottles that it's printed on there. But if I can take the label off, again- why am I advertising for you? Everyone's at a bar drinking, right? There's value to that. If everyone's like, oh, the comic's drinking Budweiser, which I never would. Um, but yeah, the comic's drinking Budweiser. It's like, no, if, I'm not advertising for you. Look, this is the beer I drink. You should drink. People are impressionable. Fuck that. There's value to it. You want me to drink your shit? You got to pay me, boy. Not a lot. Not <laughs> no. a lot. Just just make it worth my while. Send me a case. Just send me free shit. Just send yeah. me free shit. Just send me free shit. shit. Yeah. I'm, not like, I'm not like I want to own a fucking storage locker with a limited. Yeah. I don't want that. Give me a fucking two for it, which costs you nothing, right? Do you know you know Kathleen McGee, the comic, right? Yes. She got a tattoo of like the day that McDonald's started all you can eat all, breakfast, all, all day breakfast, yeah, no, it's and great. then McDonald's sent all, her a bunch of free shit for it. Did they yeah. really? Yeah, they did. Yeah. See, that's the thing too. Like, I had a day where where my McDonald's. I'll bleep out those McDonald's. No, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm I, I also fine. think McDonald's is never going to sponsor a podcast. They're like, we have billboards in Times Square. We're doing yeah, just exactly. fine. But the local, you want to support local? Well, you guys are local. Why can't they support you back? Fuck yeah. Right? Anyways, I, again, I'm not going to turn this. This isn't the marketing. This is part of me. This is, is kind of me. I mean, it's, I, I don't uh, want to work, so I need to get as much free shit as I can. Fair enough. So I can spend more time Everybody creating content. So, so let's let's talk a little bit more about you, Josh. <laughs> so, so uh, sorry. Uh, uh, uh.
<laughs> All right. Um, Dude, daddy issues, burping contests are still funny. <laughs> I'm very sorry for the women listening and and the few uh, proper gentlemen who are like, oh, my word. I tune into these obese men to listen to their issues on fatherhood. I did not expect oral flatulence. <laughs> flatulence of oral. Worst episodes ever. <laughs> I was I was quite enthralled with the scotch and the marketing perspectives, but uh, once no, they started... we'll talk about families. Fucking yeah, we're, we're in the murder room. You guys can't smell the, the burp. Hot boxing that we're doing in it's here. It's really great. Yeah. I like that you got like a Chinese Asian. Is can you if, if something's Chinese, can you even say Chinese? People I get polarized. My mom will say, There's a Chinese woman who lives across the street, and I'm like, Don't you mean Asian mom? Like, how do you know she I'm like, I'm like interrogating my mother, even though there's no, I know there's no hate in her at all. I'm like, is she, no, she's from China. She's Chinese. I'm like, I still don't know if you can say that. <laughs> I just think that like especially when an old person says it. I, I have no idea what to call this this it's like the Asian screens that they yeah. change behind. My, like a geisha screen. My, uh, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> See, you know you can hear that. That's why I was wearing headphones. Is a rice good thing. By the way, I don't know if you guys noticed the uh, instant jump in quality of this episode. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna talk about that right off the top, but you just went straight into scotch and marketing. Josh, right, and to I'm having play. fun already. Yeah. I hope you guys are having. Fun. We're 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 recording off of Josh's uh, podcast stuff because we're still figuring out our own shit and uh, the also, technology. We aspect also like of to it. buy lots of beer and other alcohol, so you know, saving up. Saving up for this this machine is is going to take pretty us pretty much a the while. fucking Cadillac of what you're doing with <laughs> it's it. It's pretty cool, right? right? It's small. Yeah, no, it's, it's small. The setup's uh, very minimalist. Yeah. yeah, but we're all attached like full studio here, and it it travels well. Yeah, yeah. I got I got the screen from my girlfriend's brother's partner, wife. Partner, you gave me a big spiel. Yeah, I, I say. Well, I was saying girlfriend because you gave me a huge oh. lecture about how huge. I said one sentence. Yeah. And it and might have had only five that? words in it. I said, girl, that? it felt huge. It like, felt partner huge. Partner feels the like we're equals. I'm like, and girlfriend doesn't. That was my big speech. I'm like, and, and girlfriend does. Three words was, was a big spiel for you. Well, how bad is a relationship? Doesn't three is words a, and doesn't is a preposition, right? What? So, so it's really like it's a come or not. Preposition. Yeah, don't try to science word. your way no, out of this one, Matt. It was three words in a sentence, and you <laughs> acted like it was a TED talk. It, you know what? It felt like a <laughs> Give TED me a talk. big lecture. It's actually Maybe the least amount of words yeah, you've yeah. ever said to me yeah. at one time. But I'm just like, <laughs> you're like, that's the biggest lecture I've ever had. <laughs> I said, I said infinitely more on why you shouldn't say n- names of companies on this. All right, all right. Let's talk about you. I'm not in a hurry. We're gonna. This is gonna be your longest episode ever because it's gonna be fun. Look at Chris's <laughs> poor face. He's already like, no. He's like, I want a nap. I'm not saying your other episodes aren't fun. By the way, I realize how that may have come no, across. We've had some great episodes. Not, thank you for coming in yeah. today for sure. And what we're talking about here uh, is. Like grown up, we we want to kind of focus on the uh, you you raised as a single parent. I was also I, I was raised yeah. with a single parent. Yeah, and you yeah. know my mom. Yeah, I know your mom. Yeah. I, we were on TV. My mom show loves together. you. My mom I, loves you. I, uh, she can't Paul for the life awesome. of her get. She can't for the life of her get your last name right. Oh, really? She always says Chris Kingsdale. I'm like, where? I'm like, that's how you get half his name right. D A L E aren't even part. None of those letters are even in the last bit of his name. It's Kingsbury. Kingsbury. What the fuck is a Kingsdale? I don't know. Probably is it a bird? Street? Kingfisher or something? If anybody's listening, please send us what a Kingsdale is. Yeah. And then oh. people just send you pictures of you. No one can, <laughs> no one can get your name Occasion right. Along with Marv and shit. And, oh, this guy right yeah. Chris Kingsdale. Kingsdale. I like Kingsdale better. Can yeah. you change your name? No. Daddy issues with Champ and Kingsdale. Full crunch <laughs> going forward. But only you. Everyone else in the family has to keep. They all took your last year old name, and then you're like, <laughs> I upgraded. Money. I upgraded. I gave. It's like it's like a, a, a car. You get married. You give everyone the car, but then you buy a new one. You're like, that's the family car. They yeah. they drive the Kingsbury. I'm in the, the Kingsdale. Yeah. <laughs> it's an MG. 
energy. Sorry, you guys were talking. No. I apologize. But no, yes, we, a- we have worked. I was raised by a single mother. That's right. Um, were you raised by mom too? Yeah, I was raised by mom too. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I, I had wolves? both my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were wolves. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I got nothing else. You on got that. nothing I'm else. Sorry, it's okay. No. You don't have to apologize. So yeah, uh, my mom had live-in boyfriends for a while. Okay, like in and out, in and out. Um, I remember never feeling like that guy was my dad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was like he was my older brother. Like I, that okay. kind of a relationship yep. to it. How do you see yourself with your relationship? With my mother or with, with Crystal and the kids? Well, yeah. Did your mom ever have suitors coming as well? So my mom my mom was <laughs> Let's was talk different. about the sexual history of your mother, Josh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, feel free to listen to my episode of the podcast where I interview her because I oh, straight okay. up talk about her sexual history. Oh, I, she's like, well, I don't want to talk about that. I go, well, that's the question, mom. You can sit here and nice. answer it or we can sit Way here in silence. Dan rather her. Fuck. No, but no, my, my mom's got a good sense of humor. Like, There's a reason I have the sense of humor that I do. Like, yeah, my, my mom's got a good sense of humor. But So, okay. Um, my... And here, I just want to ask this before I get started. Like, like you guys, have you guys ever interviewed each other? Like, have you asked those questions to yourselves? Did you guys ever do that? Because if I ask you now, I don't want to be like having you tell us. No, you know told. what? We we haven't we haven't really gone into like because this is only going to be That's, well. This is perfect. episode four. Oh man, yeah, the good one. Yeah, the, the first one. episode that doesn't make the podium. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> one, two, and three. They get to stand on the podium. Number four, just hey, the podium the, moves. The, the, the podium first. can move. Oh, of course, you know I mean? of course. It, 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 not in terms of I rankings. could make this episode five or six or seven. No, buddy. <laughs> buddy, just save it for a save it for a quiet week. You're like, oh, look at that. No, I'm kidding. Um, I really am kidding. Audience that thinks I've been nothing but arrogant. I just love these guys, so I know I can just be goofy with them. But uh my mom never uh she had a couple boyfriends. They were all long-term. Like, so when you said like live-in boyfriends or whatever, like I was gonna ask you, like, how long would you say the relationships were on average? If you have to average like year, mm, two, three years, six months. Actually, Five years. Five years? Yeah. On average? On like average. With, Okay, yeah. okay. And then, then the other- That's time to build a relationship for sure. Yeah. Like, I've known other people who, like, their moms had, like, a boyfriend for six months and then gone. You know, my mom was was always, like, I think she, I can remember her dating, like, maybe three guys for as long as I've known her. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. shy, like my parents divorced when I was, like, one or two. And it's a funny thing, because, like, when your parents are divorced, you almost just feel like that's the normal thing. So then like when you see people with parents, you're like, whatever it doesn't, it doesn't really occur to you. But then when it's like, Oh no, a single parent, that's like a a different thing. Like that's not for everybody. It's funny too. I was born in North Bay, but I moved to Ottawa when I was one. So like when I knew people in school who were like born and raised in Ottawa, I'm like, you were born here. Aren't you, aren't you born somewhere else? Then you moved to the city you're going to live in. You're just born in the country and then they ship you like a, ship you like in. produce, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like, Convoy. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's just those funny things you think when a kid, like whatever your experience is, you just kind of think, oh, that's what everyone has. So um, my, my mom would have guys that she dated that we would like meet after a while, you know, like she never yeah, really brought vetting. them to the house. Like yeah. if we had babysitters, she would go and, and they would date for a while. My mom was big on like, I don't want my kids meeting someone, getting attached and then them leaving. So she had like a couple, and I mean like a couple is like maybe one or two that like she just dated. We met them maybe once or twice before she left, but like never got to know them because they just didn't work out between them. So there was nothing to like miss. Oh, I mean no. that guy we said hi to once, like we do the bus driver and the mailman. You know what I mean? Not to say she was fucking those guys, but again, you know, maybe you get your packages on time if you're fucking the mailman. You <laughs> know, I am, I'm all tip. about tit for tat. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've made that clear. So that was never a thing for me. Now she did have two long-term boyfriends um, when we were together. So, but it was more like we'd see them on the weekends. And as an adult, I'm like, oh, that's when they got together and did their thing. 
but it was like, we'd met them a bunch of times first. So I, I, there was never like, my mom told me this story on my podcast talking about like the sexual stuff or whatever. And she said she was dating a guy who came over one time, like, you know, in the middle of the winter, came over, they were watching a movie together. They had had, you know, a couple drinks. My mom was not a much of a drinker. Maybe she didn't even drink. Maybe it was just him. But, you know, she's like, you know, the starting to snow, you might want to start thinking about going. He's like, no, nah, it's okay. The weather's bad. I'll just crash on the couch. And my mom's like, uh, no, you won't. My kids aren't waking up to find some guy they don't know on the couch. You know, maybe it's cold outside. Right. So he wasn't like big about it, but apparently like that was it. He didn't get to stay, you know, and, and do his thing. So like he never called her back or whatever it is, but that was the kind of thing. So like my mom was very like, my, my kids aren't just going to meet like uncle so-and-so and and then six months later, uncle so-and-so again. Like, however, however, growing up, um, I was not with my dad, but my dad did that. Right. My dad would have a new girlfriend. And I don't know if it, like, I don't know. I don't know if it was like, Hey, new girlfriend, look at us. I got kids and I'm a good dad or whatever it is. But like your kids, like if you spend a night, like hanging out with these sweet women, like my dad was really good at finding sweet women, you know, fucking sweet. You know what I mean? Fracking now, but, sweet, no, but they, were, they, were, they were sweethearts. But then, so like we would see them a few times in a period of time and it's like, Oh, this is a nice girl. And then just never again. You just never see them again. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, we're so, I want to see them. But what? Like what we can we say you know this is before cell phones and shit yeah, well, yeah you know what I mean sure. like kids today they don't get that but like it's not like oh I have her on Instagram and Facebook I can say it. like no it's I I don't know even her last name so I you know I guess I'm just never seeing that person ever again do you know what I mean or if you do it's so far in the future and it's like just I I don't even in a win passing yeah and I don't right? and honestly God I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah. And like my dad also had like four wives so I've got like half brothers and sisters kind of all over Canada. Oh shit. Yeah. So who, who, I guess it's fucked up. Yeah. Like if we, like, I have no problem. I'm an open book. Yeah. So you guys, I've, I've, feel heard, free I've to, heard some of your podcasts. You are yeah, an man. open book. You've yeah. talked about some of this on your podcast or, yeah. or probably all of this over 150. No, episodes. I don't. It's funny. Cause this particular thing I haven't, to okay. be totally honest with you. Look, like the, the episode my mom, she told the one story where the guy wanted to sleep over, I think, but that was it. That was more her talking about her life experiences, not so much mine. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I carry, like, I don't know if I'm fucked up from any of it. I don't think I am. It's more like knowing what I know about, you know, mindfulness and every, all of us trying to grow that I'm like, yeah, I don't know what my dad was going through. That was his thing. But it kind of sucks when you bring kids into that. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? People who don't have a choice of whether, you know, how the relationship goes or whatever. So my mom was really good in the sense that she didn't want us to start relationships with people who may not be there in the future. My dad was the opposite. It was like, oh, I meet my kids right now. And then when they were gone, I was like, Oh, we'll never see that person again. You yeah. know, I don't remember ever crying myself to sleep or whatever, but you definitely felt disappointment knowing that like, you know, when I was going to go see my dad on the weekend, I thought that person was going to be there. And then you get there and like, Oh, oh, and I'm never seeing them again. Oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's start. a new one even. There's a new one. Yeah. Oh, sometimes. Yeah, no, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you feel that like that experience and how, uh, with your mom being more cautious than let's say your dad was, did you mm-hmm. take that value more into your personal relationships than you did. I I don't Devil know. Devil may care. Shag. I, no. I here's the thing. I, just generally speaking, as a person, like doesn't even matter the scenario. Truthfully, yeah. I don't go into any situation like I don't care how anyone feels. Like I I care very deeply how people feel. Like I'll fuck around and I'll joke with people, but like I try to be careful to only do it with people who know me and stuff. Like I'm messing around with you guys, but it's because I know you. Like mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that neither of you would think that there's any hate or animosity in my heart. So I can fuck with you guys. No, I love you. We did but, fuck him out of Starbucks this morning. So I bet no, you yeah. didn't, didn't fuck me out of Starbucks. You didn't promise it and then didn't. I just uh, I thought I thought we had coffee in our house. That's okay. Yeah. I don't. Drink I don't know coffee. how you f- really. No, I don't drink coffee. Uh, and Kate just straight up tea enemas. Eight, <laughs> eighteen days away from having a baby, so she's not okay. drinking coffee either. Fair. Well, so. I just, I, it's funny because it's, 
I, I've only in the last few years met like a slew of people who are just, no, I don't drink coffee at all. My Like Simon was like the only one before like five years ago. Now it's just all these people, I don't drink coffee, I don't drink coffee. Jason doesn't drink coffee. Like I'm like, fuck, I thought everybody, and not to say like you drink it every day. Like I'm a habitual daily coffee drinker, but there's some people who are like, you know, once in a while they'll drink it. They're like, it's not, I don't need it. But if I'm having breakfast out somewhere, I'm like, yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee or, you know, go have a coffee while you're writing in a Starbucks. But no, there's people like straight up, I don't, you don't no, ever drink it? I don't ever drink you're it. piece of shit. Uh, my, my ex-wife, <laughs> my ex-wife never drank it either. Well, Maybe that's, that's why it didn't yeah. fucking work yeah, out. Yeah, you guys are coffee. <laughs> <laughs> my brother bought her a coffee maker once for Christmas. Um, <laughs> she served you divorce papers? <laughs> I, I told later. you I don't like coffee. Fuck you, you never fucking listen to me. I came later. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's much later, later, of course. Much later, actually. But after no. a house. Anyway. After. No, that's fine. <laughs> you guys have to open your own wounds on this podcast, man. It's We're doing it's it with you now. We're I'm bleeding happy. together. I'm happy, okay? guys. Let's bleed, let's bleed as friends. We're going to do that that Harry Carey shit or whatever it is. Where you gut yourself and then someone cuts Sepiku. your head off. Can oh. you imagine how shit? I think it's called Harry Carey. That's Seppuku. Seppuku. Yeah. We, yeah. Is that the one? What's Harry Carey? Well, that's just a bastardized like, American name for seppuku. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I okay. Well, that's, that's, uh, I'm not, kind of a bastardized American. I thought you were talking about like the Harry Krishnas, and I was like, oh, I think you're saying no, them wrong. No, <laughs> Hari Krishnas. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny. Krishna, yeah, can you imagine like you do the gut, you stu- you you commit to the stomach stab and the slit across, and up to, and you're up waiting your for that blade behind you to fall, and they're like. Nah, dude, April Fools or whatever. Like, <laughs> no. I'd be the worst way to oh. die. I don't know why you disembowel yourself to have your head cut off. Why? Somebody. Oh, uh, sometimes energy will get too close to the cords. If you guys hear that buzzing, it's yeah. I've been hearing it a Chris. little bit. The little a lot. Alphonic will clear a lot of that shit out. Yeah. Did you, have you started using? That? I did. I did. I bought their Sweet. nine hours a month. Let's package. not talk about advertising. That's not free. That's true. Well, I'm actually having to pay for the, yeah, yeah. I'm paying for their services to help with this. Yeah, exactly. Let's scrub their name. Yeah. (laughs) It's too much. Yeah. It's too much, uh, too much extra stuff. Um, yeah. So I don't know for myself when it comes to stuff like, you know, do I take those experiences and and count for them? Really at the end of the day, I, I sounds so stupid. It doesn't sound stupid. I'm being, I'm being, uh, insecure about it. I try to consider all my actions when I'm dealing with things. Is like, I'm meeting a new person, like, how do I want to make them feel? Like, it's the same thing if, oh, Jesus Christ, that would sound horrible. If you're, there's a lot of different people with a lot of different personality types. Develop, let's put, let's put it this way. Develop, uh, development stages in life. Okay. So there's adults who are not as bright as other people. There's people with special needs. There's kids. I just kind of go, okay, in this scenario, like when Crystal and I first started dating, right? It was difficult because. I talked to the kids. I came in at four and two, so I didn't have to do the diaper stages or anything like that. Okay. I skipped that. So as a stepdad, I skipped that. But like, you're trying to explain things the way you would explain them to an adult and just expect the reasoning to be there. And you kind of have to learn through life trial and error, how to reason things like talking to a kid, like they're supposed to understand, you know, here, you don't do this because later your stomach's going to hurt. You're like, what? There's no such thing as future. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's no future. It's not like, oh, well, if I do that, cause and effect, this, that's, you don't have, that. I want this now. And so, yeah. yeah. So I, I always tried to, uh, adapt, like, who am I talking to? What's the best way? Like we're comics. Yeah. So our whole job is to make things relatable. Well, that's what being a parent is. How do I explain what I'm trying to explain to this person? What's the best way for them to understand it? So, um, I never went in like, Hey, I need to meet the kids. Whatever. Crystal and I were seeing each other for a while before I first met the kids. And I went over for dinner one night. So I just, I had dinner with them. I met the kids. It was funny. Um, How long had you guys been together before you met the kids? Three months, four three months, months maybe. Okay. Yeah. And it was like, and at first we were just sort of hanging out because her and I had dated when we were younger. 
like before 12 the years old. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. We were each other's first boyfriend, girlfriend. We were each other's first kiss. Oh, that's cute. Oh, it's the greatest story. Guys, move over, notebook. We're, uh, we got your fucking number here. We've, we, we've separated and got back together more times than they did. I, so. I was thinking but, uh, that. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, but the thing is, like, it's, it's, uh, everyone's just trying to figure out life. You know what I mean? We're all, we're all, as, as, uh, Pete Holmes said in an episode of Hot Ones, like, we're all just tripping and getting back up and tripping and getting back up. You know, you gotta, you gotta learn. You, it's okay to make mistakes. You know, everyone's like, oh, I made a mistake. It's the end of my, my life. Well, you learn from mistakes, right? Well, That's the, how you grow. Exactly. exactly. When you make mistakes, and if you're you're open to learning from them, that's right. how, that's how you grow as a human. But I I our relationship uh, definitely suffered. Like, so we're together, and I cared about the kids absolutely. And it's funny because at first, I don't know how it is for other people. I I have been capable of being a very selfish person in my life. So I I I was and still am like totally head over heels in love with Crystal. And so at the time I was like, okay, well you, you have kids and that's just the thing. Like if I want to be with you, like I'll learn. And I was kind of like, it's going to sound ugly and this is not really how I felt about it, but I can't think of a better word for it. I just want to preface by saying that, but it was like, almost like, like I'll, I mean, she has kids and I'll, I'll learn to like, I don't want to say tolerate. Do you know what I mean? But I'm like, but I'll, I'll, I'll get along with the kids like buddies and stuff like that. You'll learn to coexist. (laughs) It, It kind of feels like that, but. I'm not like I right after saying selfish, but I just mean like I wasn't like, oh, you got kids, great, I love kids. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that wasn't me. You Let's know? Go on a I, yeah, I had no I had no experience with kids. But I'm like, I'd love to meet them. They're important to you and ever and, and what's important to you is important to me. Does that does that make sense? Like in a loving way. Yeah. So I wanna learn, I wanna be the best person I can be around these. She even said, like, well, what do they call you? And I'm like, Josh. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, not like daddy. Like I wasn't trying to go in and call me dad or call me any of this stuff. It's like, no, it's just Josh. Just yeah, I'm Josh. That's all I have to be. I don't have to, I don't know if it's like that with her. I've, I've heard other step parents like, oh, call me dad and stuff or boyfriends call me dad. It's like, I don't, I think that's an insecurity thing on the dude's part. Like I want to be more important here. I want to be an authority figure or whatever. It makes it about them instead of about the kid's comfort level. Right, right? exactly. And it's like, he, they have a dad. I'm not, I'm not trying to confuse them and be like, I'm taking over the dad role. Like that's no, I'm Josh, you know? And yeah, like, like listen to me, respect me, but I'm not, I'm not trying to be anything. Like, you have a dad. I'm not trying to be your father. I'm just Josh, you know? Um, and I, but I mean, in time, like, I mean, this is also, we're going back almost 10 years. Like that shit changes quickly. Cause they're like 14 and 12 now, right? Or 15, 13, 15, 15 and 12. And 12. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is like, I've watched them grow up. Like I love them. I would protect them. Like they're my own. I feel like they're my, like I say my kids all the time and people who know me correct me. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm I'm insecure or whatever about it, but when I when they correct me, it's almost like they're taking something away from me. Well, they do you know what I mean? Are. It's like they're, they're not yours. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, well, I love them and I care for, you know. Like I, I Yeah, they're not of my blood, but they're yeah. my kin. So Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like somebody it's like if you were adopted and you're like my parents, you mean those people that adopted you? Like it's like I okay. No, that's my parents. Well, if you yeah, know that or yeah, no, they're, they're they're that's they're that important to me. You know what I mean? Like, well, why is the opposite? Like, why does that have to be correct? You've had a significant influence in their development, and they've probably helped you grow as a human. Oh being my as god! Well, right? Like, no, the, Crystal and the kids have been the single best influencer on my life, even more than my own mother. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I don't mean that as a negative, but I'm saying that like, like my mom did the best she could, and I I truly believe that, but she also at the same time like she was a single parent who just moved to a city where she had no family, no money. Like we were raised on social assistance. My mom made a lot of sacrifices. So we had more money. But the thing is my mom was also like what can happen to people when they end up in a bad situation. My mom was a very angry person. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't, I wouldn't not saying she's abusive, but she was, she could be at times verbally abusive, but it came from her own fear. Like anger is fear. And it came from her own like upset and fear and not knowing where, where things were going to come from, whatever. So my mom was, was very easy for her to get upset 
and you know, uh, say th- say shit like we're not flying off the handle. I'm not trying to quote her, but it's like we're not saying like, oh my god, you're a piece of shit. Like it's like not like that. But my mom would swear. My mom would swear, and no, she would. Good thing. Did you swear in front of the kids? We just had this on the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. We just wanted to quick. Yeah, swearing. I tried. I tried not to, okay, but but I'm, I'm yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, we had we had Rodney Ramsey last. Well, the episode drops today, the day okay. we're recording, and it's all about swearing in front it's of all about kids. Swearing in front yeah. of kids. So yeah. we just wanted to know you were positive in context. <sighs> no hate speech, right? Oh fuck no! I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, my well, first. We're saying no verbal abuse. No verbal abuse. Right? That's, that's what we were talking. Well, yeah. and like that encompasses. No, never, never said anything negative. Here's the thing, though. I would yell. Like my the experience that I had. I paid it forward, like we all do. Like yeah. we all come from our own parenting experiences. So bring I didn't bring with you. I didn't. I didn't say any of like the negative stuff. Like my mom would get upset and be like, basically like blame blame her life's problems on the fact that she had kids. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's well, and that's the thing. But like again, she was my mom spent all of her time working and trying to earn money so that we could get off social assistance. How many? So how many siblings? Just my brother. Just your brother. So yeah. there's two of you. Okay. Two of us. That's it. I mean, I, tons of half brothers and sisters. That's nothing to do with my mom. No. That's all on my dad's side. So the thing was, like, my mom had a lot on her plate, and I'm not trying to make excuses for her. But again, there's a lot of parents who like take the shit on their kids and don't take care of their kids. My my brother and I never went without. But at the same time, that that toll that it took on her, like at times she would pay it forward when she got angry and would yell. So yelling, yelling was definitely something that happened in my house. Mm-hmm. And so when I was a parent trying to like tell the kids to do something like if they wouldn't listen like yelling was the only thing i knew that's what my mom did you know i didn't yeah. no spanking never spanking i never raised a hand to to anybody um you know what i mean like just but it was one of those things where like you know i'm one of those people for a long time I'm like well i got spanked and i turned out okay and then i look at my life I'm like did i uh, <laughs> did i turn out okay hmm, you're in a basement on a sunday one of my mom's beer. favorites yeah one of my mom's favorite uh, stories to tell is one where like my dad my mom my mom and my dad were standing in the house and I think she, uh, she like told us, you know, my brother and I, it's like, if you guys aren't quiet, if I have to come in here again, I'm going to give you a spanking. And then, you know, she went off. My brother and I, I guess we're still awake. We're chatting whenever she came back in. So you guys go to bed. I got studying to do go to bed. And then I, and then I said to her, you said, if you came back in here one more time, you're going to spank us. I fucking called her on it. I called her on it. And so she came over, she gave me a few whacks on the ass and then starts to walk into the room. I go, that didn't hurt. <laughs> like the fuck, I don't even know how old it was. I don't it really hurt, remember an that. And then like apparently it. my dad heard me say that. <laughs> he came in, he gave me a few whacks, and then I started crying because obviously I fucking hurt. And he goes, Good enough for you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I don't, uh, yeah, like, I mean, at the end of the day, you and don't, you've been you don't, you don't uh, ever since, man. I'm wicked. Yeah, they give me an erection. No, I just think it was funny. Like, yeah. Like my mom said that like when he was hitting me, she like was wincing. She's like, oh, but I mean, you kind of have that coming. If you, you said you were going to spank me, that didn't hurt. It's just, but it's like, that is definitely like baby wolves trying to bite mama's face. And, and you know, that's trying to go for leader of the pack kind of shit. That was your first memorable crowd work moment. (laughs) That's right. Came up with my love of it. You know, you think you're going to win this one? Yeah. Next it's up, basically the equivalent of the guy getting out of the crowd and punching me in the face. <laughs> it's like my dad coming in, slapping you in the. But ass. it's just it's it's uh, like I I I didn't know anything other than than yelling and stuff. And here's the thing too: like as a human being, I had a shitload of anger in me that I wasn't even really aware of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like tons of fears. Like when Crystal got together, I was only doing stand up. I had moved home to live with my mom uh, because she was like, "If you, I I had started doing stand up. I had a really good paying job." 
that job was like, hey, you got to choose between us and stand up. And I was like, what the fuck, you know? And my mom was like, listen, if you need to leave and come home and do stand up, then then you can do that. You come home, you live, but you just, you, you go hard at stand up. So I did. But when I got together with Crystal, it's like, now it's a family dynamic. We moved in very, very quickly. And I'm like, okay, I need to contribute to this family, mm -hmm. you know? And I could feel myself not having, you know, a con like I was contributing, but it wasn't enough. Do you know what I mean? And I don't mean that basically you're good. You got a comics. I was contributing maybe 400 bucks a month. It's not a lot of money. Yes. I'm chasing this dream and I was definitely supported in it, but it was like after a while, I'm like, I don't have value here. So like the fear started creeping in, like even subconsciously, it was like, well, fuck, well, how does this last long term? How do I be the head of a household? Not, not head, but you know what I mean? But a, but a partner, but be a, be a, a partner, contributor, yeah. a contributing, a contributing partner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like how yeah. do I, how do I ultimately oversimplified? How do I have value in this family? Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so subconsciously it's like, well, if I, I don't want to say as the disciplinarian, but it's like, well, if I'm helping out with, with, you know, raising the kids and stuff, like, I'm like, well, I got to make sure that I'm having results. And it's like, if you're trying to, you know, tell them you got to go to bed and they won't do it. You're like, oh, and you start the yelling. Cause you're like, well, oh, this is what got results when I was a kid. So it's, it, it's, uh, I don't want to say things got like super bad, but it hurt the relationship that I, a didn't have a great environment to learn from and that I wasn't using the best tools my expectations of children at times were higher than mm -hmm. they should be, um, which happens with regular parents. I'm no, sure. absolutely. It's it like you're trying to explain something. And it's just like they just they're just not there yet. Definitely you can't not, yeah. you can't get it. So you kind of got to go like, I don't know. Fuck. There's books on it. people way smarter than me. I don't have the answers. All I know is that my relationship with the kids now is is incredible. Unfortunately, um, Crystal and I have been off and on for years, and it's kind of like the way things were early on we haven't really recovered. We try to, but we haven't really recovered from that. Is there still a lot of like fear and worry from the past? Are you, you guys are together right now? Not right now. No, no you're not. Oh, no, okay. No, no, not at the moment. No. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought, uh, Hey man, were... it's uh how long stock how, market, you know, how long have you guys, how long have you guys, <laughs> we keep investing, up? but sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. You know? How long have you guys not been together? Right now? Yeah. Well, a few days. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're trying. So the thing with Crystal and I is that we, we, we love each other. Undoubtedly, uh, we care about each other undoubtedly, but we have a lot of like trust and insecurities. It's the kind of thing like I, I don't want to, I, I pretty sure this is true, but I don't like thinking this way. It's kind of one of those things where like you need to be on your own to like fix what, you know, that whole, like you got to love yourself before you love somebody mm -hmm. else. It's kind of that. The only thing that's sort of sad is I'm like, oh, but why can't we do it together? You know? Why do we just go off on our own, get better, and then the next person benefits? Like you went, I feel like you invested through all the bad shit, so you're the person that deserves to have me at my best. If, if we're getting into like personal shit, like that's yeah, kind of that's kind of like so when my when my ex wife and I separated, she was like, I want to be happy, and I was like, Well, mm -hmm. why don't we? And I'm not happy right now. Right. And I was like, Well, why don't why why do you assume that I'm happy? Like, why can't we work through this together? Right. But it was a no. I'm gonna be happy discovering this on my own versus like discovering this as a couple or a partnership. Yeah. It depends. It, it truly, I think, because I've learned a, I've learned a lot ever since Chris and I broke up the first time. I have just been a constant student of like psychology and relationships and and learning things about like codependency and stuff mm -hmm. like that. That's Dynamic. that's the that's huge, huge one. I'm super codependent, super codependent. And the thing is, like, I I sacrificed the fuck. I didn't do it. What? No, I'm not blaming you. If I unplug this and then plug and it back plug in. It back in how did it just stop? I don't hear me on, on this. I hear you. Oh, that was I weird. I think it was the, is this what's happening? The issue with this? Josh can't hear himself. 
Yeah, but so we I, can all the hear headphones. hymns. One like, of the most important things about self-reflection is being able to hear yourself. <laughs> you got to listen to that voice. Hear in your, head. your voice. So you guys could hear me the whole time. I saw the yeah. levels on the thing. Yeah. No. But see, that's why having the head. Whatever. I think it's just the cord was fucked up. You know, it's too, too it much pressure. Put it back in. It worked again. Yeah. I and that's the worst. Is in the middle of an episode of something like that happens. I'm sorry, I'm ruining your episode. No, 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 no. It's but, okay. Uh, it's okay. But hey, guys, this is, Josh Williams this, this is what makes podcasting great. Is that you get to hear these little tech issues and it doesn't. Doesn't ruin your day. I might, I might actually have to go back to Long and Equate and be like, "Hey guys, you need to give me a new pair of headphones." <laughs> Bought the warranty. Man. Um, well, until they give you a new pair of headphones, what we'll was bleep, I saying? We'll bleep out <laughs> blank and, and yeah, blank. Yeah, 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 Long and Equate. Blank. blank. <laughs> go back to Long and Equate and just keep that. Just edit over it every time I said Long and Equate. So you were talking. <laughs> we've already said so many company names. I'm just saying going forward, don't give free advertising. You were but, you were talking about uh, the codependency. The codependency. Yeah. 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 And so for myself, like I have. My big thing is like in the relationship, I want to feel like I have value. I, there's, there's so many things. Okay. So from a stepdad perspective, I don't know if anyone listening, truthfully, I don't know if anyone, people, you guys have fans cause they love you guys. And it's like, whatever you're talking about. It's We've got listeners hear. in Sweden. Groovy. And Idaho. Idaho. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, Utah. 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 And the Mormons. And, um, yeah, yeah. Argentina. 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 We got Argentinian listeners. I don't know if they can understand us. Hey, fuck it. There's people speaking English everywhere. God's language. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not religious. That was the in the most the white privilege thing I, that could have been said. I was trying. I, my brain was you actually goose, thinking like the kings. You know what I mean? But I was like, I'm like great. You, you the goose king stepped of over, kings. You, yeah, you stepped over a line. Yeah. yeah. The um, it's okay. So for the stepdads out there. Uh, a lot of this is something that has, has lived in my heart for a long time and there's no real solution to it. Like I know that at, at one point, Crystal and I, you know, we're going to have a kid together, whatever. Um, part of, I, I think I know at one time she was saying like, well, I hope that you still live my kids as much as you love your own. I'm like, yeah, it's, we're all a family, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. So something that is an insecurity that has lived in me for a long time is the fact that Crystal and her ex like they cooperate for the most part uh, with with the kids, whatever scheduling everything. Yeah, children. that's the kid's father. Um, and the thing is, he's not always the greatest with schedules and stuff like that. Like there was a lot of times when we were together, we had to make adjustments because of something on his part, and nothing to do with the kids. Just he all of a sudden couldn't take them for an evening, so whatever plans her and I had they would immediately squashed. be canceled. And I, it wasn't I wasn't even consulted. I was just told, hey, we can't go tonight because we have the kids. Mm-hmm. So I felt. This is something that could come up in relationships. I'm addressing it to to be sincere. No, no hatred or animosity or anything like that. But when it comes to the mother, she's looking at it as a kid's thing. Like the kids need to be taken care of tonight. And for me, I wasn't so close to the puzzle. So I saw when we were taking care of him. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, like a weakness in his part. It's like he's got sisters and brothers and mothers that could take the kids and it's still our time together. But for her, it was like, oh, the kids need to be taken care of. So we got to do this. So she wasn't doing it for him. She was doing it, it for, the, for kids. the welfare of the kids. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I said to her recently, like it's been years later, but I, when I had an opportunity to actually tell her how I felt about the whole situation, I, was, I said to her, you have a relationship with him that, that you and I will never have. Cause we've since talked and she's getting older. She's like, I've done my, I've got my kids. I've done my time as a mother. I don't want to start over 12 and 15. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to start all over the baby phase. And I said, that's fine. I go, but just, it's sad to me that I know that you and him have a bond. You and I will never have. He's the father of your children. Do you know what I mean? And I said to her, I'm like, this is, this is an old movie reference, but I was saying that how like, I feel like if we were having that good son moment and where she's hanging over the cliff and she's holding him and she's holding me, 
that, that in her mind and her heart, she would let go of me because she wouldn't want to sacrifice her kid's father. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I, now that's a real insecure thought because the odds of that situation happening, but in terms of my feelings, I don't know if she could hold you. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Listen, listen, there's a lot of logistics that would come into play before that particular emotional fork in the road. But, but in terms of my feelings, I just felt like in her heart somewhere, he has a, a more importance than me. Mm-hmm. which other stepdads for other reasons may feel speaking of going, let me try to bring it back to the yeah, subject yeah, of the show, subject, yeah. right? Is as a stepdad, there's, there might be times where you feel like you're not as important. Like that's the thing too, for years. And I, and I mean, even still, I don't, nobody wishes me happy father's day on father's day. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a lot of people. I've had a few people in my life who've been like, Hey man, you're, you're being a father to kids that aren't yours. Like that's, that takes a real man. Right. Lions will go into a pride and kill all the babies. He wants them all his bloodline. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so there's, and there's some guys like, no, nah, I want a kid of my own. I don't want to, you know, like I didn't have a problem. I love these kids with all my heart. Like I said, I call them my kids without even flinching. It's not a posturing thing. It's because I love them. But there are certain things that as a stepdad, you might go like, Hey, you know, I need them to call me dad. Cause it makes me more important. I need to, you know, be involved in every decision or whatever. Like, I think the main thing is as a stepdad, sometimes there's a lot, especially if you're like me, codependent, insecure at times, whatever, where you might go like, okay, well, how do I feel important in this dynamic? Like I was, I always said to Crystal, I have no problem not having a kid with you. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're done with having kids, I'm, I'm okay with that, but I need to feel like I'm a part of it then. Like mm-hmm. the whole, the whole thing. Like I don't like to find out last minute that our plans are changed because not because the kids needed us, but because you know, the ex couldn't hold up his end. That makes me feel like his plans are more important to you than our plans. Makes me feel overall less important. So if any guys Super are going diminished. through this, yeah, Super yeah you, you gotta be for starters is as lame and new age as it sounds. You really do have to communicate your feelings, even as a guy, because a lot of times people don't know how we're feeling and, and, and society, as much as women and everybody else has it worse than us, everybody has advantages and disadvantages. And unfortunately, one of the disadvantages of being a guy is that we are expected to bottle up our feelings, suck it up, man up, whatever you want to call it. Boys don't cry. Right. Yeah. And it's tough because we do have feelings and shit too. And it's hard to be like, hey, can I have a sensitive moment where you where I say, I want to be a part of your family. I want to be a part of your life. And I love you. And I love your kids. But I need to feel... Like I'm not just the the weekend boyfriend. I want to mm-hmm. feel like I'm I'm a part of this. If we're gonna have a real go at this, if I'm gonna be the stepdad or whatever, you know, we were together for a few years in the beginning. We haven't lived together since. Yeah, so I, I was because I was thinking thing. like you've you've been kind of co-raising this these children, but you have been living like even when you have been together, you've been living separately. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, like as much as co-raising, I don't I don't feel like I have. I feel like I've been part of very important discussions that they've had. I feel like I've spent time with them. I've helped like I feel like I've helped support them through things. Crystal, honestly, of all three of us, her, the ex, myself, Crystal's the the total hero. She's the mm-hmm. unsung hero. She is 90% of it. And then he's like 10 and I'm like two, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and the math doesn't even add up. Right. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like it's the, the idea is that she's really doing all of it, but that's why, but that's also been, again, being honest about our relationship. That's also been an issue is like, you don't have to do it all. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can lean on me. I can pick the kids up. I can take them to this. Like mm-hmm. she's like, no, no, I don't want to bother you with it. It's like, it's not, bo- it's a partnership. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if I, if I, as a man, you want to be a value to your partner. If I can't help you, if I can't contribute, like I realized my fears and initially were that I was afraid I couldn't contribute. Now that I can, I'm not, 
you know, I don't want to say allowed, but I'm not given the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. That's been something that's hurt our relationship. I'm like, look, I, I need to feel a value. I need to be a part of this partnership. You know, everybody does need to know the worth and that they're valued. Well, and that's exactly it. So at the same time, if I'm in a relationship with someone who I know cares about me, I know loves me, but they won't put themselves in a position where they can count on me, where they can rely on me, where they can trust me, then what the fuck am I like? What value do I have as a man? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm glad I can, you know, make you come every now and again. I'm not trying to be gross, but like we had a great sex life. That was never an issue. But at the end of the day, fellas, like, you know, you want to be a, a partner to somebody. Yeah. You There's know? always got to be more than just sex. Right. right. So again, for any stepdads listening, some of them might just be like, hey, we've been stepdads from then. We've been together in relationships. It's good for you. You know? And I and I, I wouldn't wonder if even of those guys every now and again are like, you know? But like I said, that's the part about being consulted. Yeah. yeah. So like as a stepdad for you, it's you're a very unique situation because you have had that on and off again. Mm-hmm. So what's it like? What's your relationship like with the kids when you are in the off stage? Like right now you're in an off stage, but yeah. these kids have known you since they are four and two. You have been Josh in their lives. Right. So how does your relationship with the so kids change? As they get older, like there's different aspects. So when Michaela was younger, we did Michaela's s- the twelve year old, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. But of course, as she was younger, you know, the times where she was seven, nine, whatever. She, um Michaela being a young girl, uh, if she chooses to identify that way. Um <laughs> don't edit that out. Don't you give me that look like you're taking that out of the podcast. Exactly. Leave it in there. Leave we need there. evidence of, you know. No, but all I'm saying is, you know, Michaela, because she was a young girl. I, I don't know what young girls are into. You know what I mean? I, it's not like I'm like, oh, hey, that My Little Pony thing. In fact, Brody was into My Little Pony. He was Brody's a Brody. Brody's the 15-year-old? Yes. Okay. Brody is the boy. Michaela's the girl. Okay. For now. For now. For now. For now. Until um, they tell you otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I'm very open to being told constantly what I know is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching you guys flinch. Guess what? That's part of podcasting, guys. You can't fucking please everybody. You can't. I trust me. I spent my first ten episodes trying to cater to everyone. We get mad at, but nothing. And it's funny. The people who will listen to an episode send you hate mail, and you go, "I got to change everything." Like, yeah, they, they didn't listen to the next episode, anyways. They just they just were bored and they need to get angry at somebody. It's all a part of life. Super great I'm, having critics who are just flashing the pan. So let's let's yeah. hear from you guys. <laughs> yeah. Our words. I want the loyals to get it. mad about something. Yeah. That's what you want. <laughs> so no, what I'm saying is that like I I I would spend time with her, but I didn't really know what she was into. It wasn't like, hey, let's get together and watch something on Netflix or like what movie you want to go see. I I I was like video games, minor outdoor activities, whatever. I, I didn't really know what she was into. She was into like you know, dolls and, and girl shows. So it was very, it's very difficult. It was even hard to shop for her personally. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't yeah, really don't know what she's into. Right. And she was, she's very creative. So it's like the, the if her interests changed quite, quite often. Um, she's recently gotten to horror movies, which is great. Cause I like horror movies. Now we have something to do. She's, she really enjoys video games and VR games now. Cool. That's Hang something on. we can do. She's enjoying board games. That's something you that we love can do. board games. I did. Can't find anyone to play them with. So I've just, my life has been super busy. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Because like, you started inviting me like around the time that Kate got pregnant. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. You got to wait. Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do it, buddy. Well, and all my friends have kids. Yeah. So if I want to play board games, I get to go to their house, which is fine. But it's only like play with, you know, two or three people. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to get, can we get like a game, a group of like six or seven for like a party game or something, you know? Yeah. And I it's love- hard to bring people because everyone wants to stay. I saw, I got friends that live in Canada, Orleans, the Quebec side. Metcalf. So wherever I'm going, I'm driving 30, 40 minutes to get to them for like a three person game. I'm almost like, you know what? 
It's expensive to to go to your game night. <laughs> Do you have know you, what I mean? Have you ever played those Jackbox games? Yes. Uh, yeah, I love those. You can like them over. stream them on YouTube, and you can play with people around the city. They're like stream got, them on YouTube. Yeah. Well, that was what Peron was saying. Is he could just like he could do a live stream, and that way, like you would just go onto his YouTube channel, watch it from wherever you are, and be able to play with your phones, and you could play from across the city. The only thing is with uh, you can play with, with live people. stream. Like I've tried on Twitch. Twitch has got about a five, six, sometimes seven second delay. So when you're playing a game like Jackbox where there's a timer, Ooh. it's really unfair because you're seven seconds behind everybody else. And a lot of them are like buzz in. So you're fucked if you're playing. Fair enough. That, fair that, enough. That I didn't work. I didn't realize that. I no, don't fair. do a lot of but that stuff. But we play it on our back porch. Like, okay. like we've a TV mount outside. So we'll put the TV outside. Nick will come over with his PlayStation and we'll all sit in you know patio furniture in the back on the big screen playing it on our phones. It's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm up for, I'm, I think I'm enjoying board games more than video games now. Because for starters, I'm I'm not as much of a recluse. Like I'd go to work and then come home and just play video games, or whatever. I enjoy the social stuff. Like I'd rather sit down and do a podcast, or rather, you know, play play around the table with board games or something like that. Well, it makes sense. It's a more interactive as opposed to being a recluse. Social, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's more social. Like people would think online is social. You're really shouting obscenities and listening to someone like be racist, and you're like, what? How is this social? <laughs> All you're doing is expanding the vocabulary in the worst possible ways. But still expanding it nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so yeah, I don't know. Her her and I definitely get along with more. Same thing with Brody. Brody and I would get together, play video games. There was times where I wouldn't really hear from them much. And to be honest with you, like there was a sense I had a I had a feeling a feeling. This not was never uh, explicitly said, but I had a feeling at times like um whenever Chris and I would break up, I was like, Well, I'd still like to see the kids. And she's like, You can see them anytime you want. But if I went like a few weeks, you know, before I asked maybe I was busy or, or what had me, but I still just hurt from the breakup or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would say like, Hey, is it cool if I spend some time with like Brody or Michaela? And she'd be like, but why do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, what do you mean? She's like, well, you haven't really felt a need to talk to them in the last few, like why now? So I felt, I felt like I was inadvertently being told like, I'd better have a good reason if I want to was never expressed like i said but the but why was almost like i just almost never even engaged with that i'm like i don't know because i'd see them so yeah but you haven't really wanted to until i'm like i don't i don't have a uh you know i don't know what the the code is to cross the bridge kind of thing yeah as well it's like it's like am i allowed to reach out to them tomorrow or do i have to wait like you know like well that was the thing right so it's like okay so i i felt like i said i felt like i had to have a good reason and i'm like i just want to see them i'm i don't know i'm feeling lonely i miss them like okay but yeah but you haven't wanted to so far like so I was like, okay. And I felt like that was a her and me thing, not on me seeing them. So mm-hmm. as much as she never outright said, Hey, I don't want you to see the kids. There was times where I felt like I, I felt like I wasn't as welcome to see them as she maybe tried to express. And again, I'm very open to the fact that maybe it is just me being insecure in that moment, but I, um, I don't know. So, so at times I felt, uh, and she was the go-between. Kids didn't have phones. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So but if I, I didn't if I if I didn't maybe answer the questions properly, like I don't know if they're gonna be told, like, hey, do you want to spend time with Josh or whatever it is? Again, I'm not I, I don't know for sure, but I can just tell you it felt like that. Now mm-hmm. the last few years haven't been like that at all. But there were times where I felt like I had to have a reason to want to see them. Yeah. Because like now Brody's 15. He's yeah. probably got we, a phone, right? And, and so- Michaela. We talk directly. So I'll I'll chat with them. Like I know when they want to see me, I'll I'll let them know, like, hey, you want to hang out soon? And so it's almost like yeah, like before, I I would wonder if they were ever even told that I was like asking to hang out with them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I would never go around her back and be like, try to find a way to see the kids and be like, hey, do you guys want to hang out? Make sure you tell, like, no, nothing like that. Always respect between us. But now it's like we spend more time, but I'm also able to contact them directly. Yeah. So you can just like, even just send them a yeah. text to be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Right. And Crystal is an insanely good mother, insanely mm-hmm. good mother. If the kids want something, she'll do everything in her power to make it happen. But I, that's, and that's where I say, like, I feel like when the kids didn't know, it was just me sort of asking. Then it was, like I said, I felt like sometimes I had to have a good reason. She never said no. Never, but that that line of questioning, like the the why why do you want to see them? Well, I don't know, I, I miss them. Yeah, but but you know you didn't miss them before. I'm like, and I and I really I can't remember how those would play out. I just remember feeling like okay, so I'm, I don't have an answer. Being to that, judged so. for your feelings at the moment. Yeah, I I wonder like yeah I don't it's know, but that's the right? thing like that's that's been a major problem in our relationship is the whole like I really feel this, and I mean she may listen to this episode, she may not. I'm I'm not. She's not here to defend herself, and I'm not trying to paint her in any particular way. I do love her with all my heart. No, she's love of my life. Yeah, she's she's an amazing human being. Yeah, Crystal, we love you. Yeah, yeah, every I love her. I love her so much. But in terms we'll of talking about my advertisement, photography, <laughs> yeah, Crystal, Crystal clear shots, Crystal clear shots. <laughs> shots. Yeah. Did my headshots, did my wedding shots, awesome shots. Yeah, <laughs> she's no, she's fantastic. And the thing is, like I said, we're all just trying to figure shit out. But in terms of the stepdad perspective or whatever, like that's part of being a stepdad too. Is if the relationship ends. You don't have any rights to see those kids. There's no law for step parents where you can fight to see the kids and get visited. It doesn't exist. But also not many stepdads are in the situation that you are where there's been so much on and off again for the last 12 years. But even years, still, right? even if they're together for seven years and it just doesn't work out, mm-hmm. like once it's over, you don't have any right to see them. You know, maybe you hope that, but here's the thing. Brody's 15 and yeah. he does, I'm lucky that he wants to hang out, but 15 year olds want to hang out with their friends and play video games. Hanging out with a grown man in your spare time, wow. like where is the alert? I can't imagine a scenario where I would have wanted once in a while, once every few months, sure. But if you're like, wow, I miss like that's the thing too as a step parent, right? Is like when when that relationship breaks up. It's funny. My barber said to me this to me so early on, and I thought he was crazy when he said it, and I totally get it now. He goes, he goes, yeah, you got to be careful when you're dating someone with kids because sometimes if the relationship doesn't work out, it's not even the person that you miss, it's the kids. And I was like, this guy's mm-hmm. crazy because like I said back then, I was like, she's a package deal. You know, her yeah. and the kids are a package deal. And I totally, I've always accepted that. And I'm like, I will, I will learn to love them too. That was like I said, but I'm before I'm like tolerate. No, it's like, I'll learn to love them too. I already love her and I will learn to love them too. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like, uh, maybe this sounds ridiculous, but it's like in-laws. You're like, that, yeah, it comes with in-laws. I can't just be like, nope, no in-laws. Yeah. You know, you know nope, no kids. Nope, just you. It's like, well, sorry, they're, they're coming too, you know? You learn to love them or tolerate them depending on the relationship. But all I'm saying is when that relationship ends, you know, you don't, you yeah, don't have no any, you don't have rights. any rights. No, you don't have, there's no recourse. Like I said, people don't even think of you on father's day. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Cause you're not, you're not the father. So you, you have to have, I guess, a certain level of humility, a certain amount of inner strength. I do not possess just for the record. I'm not saying I have it. I'm saying you don't possess, but when you think like being, you know, mom is the hero a lot of the times. You know, mm-hmm. dad's a good dude. Dad takes second spot. I'm just saying, if you're a dad and you're like, fuck, you're like, well, be a stepdad. Be be dad's understudy. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what you are. The you get to be you get to be dad only when dad isn't available. You know? So maybe for anyone who's in a new relationship or thinking about like, oh, I'm dating this chick who has kids, I haven't met them yet, or whatever. If if you are willing to be that, if you are willing to not be dad, you're willing to be dad's understudy. Right, where you only get that real good feeling of being dad only when dad is not available. That's what being a stepdad's like. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of situations where you love somebody, you kind of you kind of put other people first. It's also a codependent thing, but you learn to put the other people first. 
You know what I mean? And go, what's good for them? Not what, not what do I need right now, but what do they need? So speaking about learning, like what's the- I haven't learned anything. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. What advice? No questions. I'm talking no so much too. Questions. I'm no, having such that. a great time. This I hope is, you guys are too. This is the Josh Williams episode. Of course you get yeah. to do most of the talking. <laughs> I do that on my episodes too. Well, I know you're a one man podcast where you oh, just sit down boy. and talk by oh, yourself boy. for an Have hour. You I haven't talked. You know, it's funny. I haven't talked about any of this stuff really. Like what it's like being a stepdad or whatever. I don't know if that anyone's interested. So this is the perfect format. Uh, I this, thought it was interesting. This is shit like it 10 is. years I've been trying to get off my chest guys. Thanks for the, <laughs> the free we therapy. We going to bleed together in the room. I'm tell, yeah, dude, listen, and it better not be wrapping up anytime soon. Cause there's, we have lots to talk about. Or can we, can are you look at how, what's your schedule? Like Chris, are you on the, can we take, can we take a, can we take a pause? It's your show. You don't yeah, we're going to take a pause. We're going to we're gonna go to a commercial break. We'll be right back. Are you the creative type that sometimes suffers from writer's block? Why won't this come to me? God damn. Do you ever procrastinate a task more than you should? I'll do that task tomorrow for sure. Should you have written an ad for this podcast episode? Definitely. I was supposed to write an ad today, and instead I went to therapy. Didn't get it done. Therapy. An hour of legitimate procrastination. So we're, we're talking back. about how much we're fun we're having. This is uh, the time of our lives, best day of our lives. Chris and I just established we don't have like a big task that we had to do. Yeah, I thought we were going somewhere so, to see so, something. And no, we're, now we yeah, don't have to. No, we're just having yeah. the time of our lives now. Um, you're so. Do you guys? You guys haven't really interviewed each other on this so far. Maybe slight little things. Not really. Like we're slow, like we did an intro. We did brief descriptions of what what we do, our backgrounds, are. and you but know, like we'll, what about you? Are you you? Aren't a father, you are about to be any second. 18 days. 18 days. This <laughs> is why we're doing yeah, this because. Can I tell you something about being a father? You don't get to fucking schedule something that precise. You think it's going to happen well, exactly 18 days. The due days. date is in 18 days. His first steps are going to be approximate. No. Do yeah. yourself a favor and bang her out right now. Just get vicious, tantric pregnancy sex <sighs> and it'll happen. Do well, it. We've been. We've that, been will that make a difference? Yeah, it does. It does. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, as well as we go, we go out for these like little like long walks in the evening because that's supposed we'll to stimulate to, it. Yeah, yeah. If we're driving somewhere, so you're trying to make it happen. If we're driving somewhere, I'll try to go over bumpier roads. That doesn't sound. That, that, that's probably just that. gonna shake her up. Don't, that's not, <laughs> just gonna give her heartburn. I, yeah, that's all it is. No, I, I, I'd like her to come a little bit early, but I also. Uh, an, and this is just me being selfish. I want to make sure she's a Leo like her dad, so we can be little Leos together. And if she's late, she might end up being You're a into Virgo. Astrology? Not, no, I'm not even into astrology. I just it's like one the, of the warning signs. I like being the whole like <laughs> I'm a Leo. Hear me roar, and then I'll be like, Rawr. you want her to be a little Catwoman? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess maybe. You want her to be like I'm a Leo. Hear me roar, and basically give every boy around her an erection when she says that. Hey, if it's work, it's work. Well, dude, guys will find something sexual. You want to give them dude, a catchphrase to get uh, attracted by? Dude, this is my little girl you're talking about. Not forever. <laughs> what? You're the one trying to give her fucking pickup lines. <laughs> I'm it's, a Leo. Hear me roar. I don't know. I've been I saying that since hooker, I was a child. I can literally hear the hooker boots she's wearing okay. when she says that. I actually, I did. <laughs> Sorry. We, there's we, nothing wrong with the hooker boots. We do. We did buy her like these little leather boots. And then I brought, I, well, I bought them. And the then I came home. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then Kate's like, you're trying that, was, that was like, kids like, kids like, they look like hooker boots. What you're trying to do to make money is uh, disgusting. You just need sponsors. That's all you need. You don't need, you need to tramp out your daughter. I am a Leo. Hear me roar. Look at my boots. <laughs> I love you, Matt, but you're, you're, uh, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> that's why we're doing the podcast so i can learn to do this shit right that's right well chris has got two beautiful kids absolutely how old are they now 
We were uh, Eddie will be six September thirteenth, and oh. Eric is two and a half, three and a half. Oh Jesus! Three Sorry, I edited that out. <laughs> Three I leaned forward and it came out with I was about to open my mouth and just bruh. I'm a Leo, hear me roar. Uh, you're not a Leo. <laughs> How do you know? I actually don't. When's your birthday? January, I'm a Capricorn. Yeah, you're not a Leo. I'm a Capricorn, it's not a thing Capricorn. though. Did you make sure that you're still a Leo, by the way, dick face? Oh shit. Did you know that? Because you know just added... about everybody's horoscope changes changed? Uh, mine didn't, didn't it? Uh, actually, you know what? I don't know if mine did. So while you guys are talking. I'm gonna, do okay. the Google. Was, what happened? Did you headbutt the mic? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes um, people are just jerks. <laughs> oh, Mr. Simpson. Okay. So let's. Ooh, do you hear that? If you put electronics near the that. cords, sometimes it'll do that. So the new. Yeah. When, I had, when I had a carrier with signs. Rogers, when my Rogers was my carrier, yeah. and I had my radio on, it was like in the car. You would hear, yeah. That's 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 like it's like picking up on the signal or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I need to put this into my thing. Okay. So there's the new new astrology signs here. Okay. Go with it. And by the way, people, you hear that? By the way, people love this stuff. Just random trivia. They're like, I didn't give a fuck about your upbringing or the trials and tribulations you went through. Okay. So new. My phone also doesn't like to do the orientation thing every now and again. I can't find my cell phone. I think I left it outside. You're a piece of shit. (laughs) Uh, I'm so sorry. I keep saying that. Okay. So there's, uh, the new one is called Ophicius. Where the fuck does that land? Ophicius. So, okay. So Chris, what's your birthday? May the 20th. May the 20th before was you were a Taurus. That's right. Okay. Now, uh, you're still a Taurus. Good talk. Because it went from, no, no, hold on. It went from April 20th to May 21st. Now it goes from May 13th to June 21st. Oh, really? So you're still a Taurus because you fall in that zone. Matt, what I feel you? like this might knock me into being This might cancer. hurt you. I'm August 4th. This might give you cancer? A vegan oh. cancer? Uh, no. You're August 4th? Yeah. So before, you were a Leo from July 23rd Rawr. to August 23rd. And you're August 4th? Yeah. You are a cancer. I refuse to uh, be a cancer. I well, it doesn't matter. Since you believed in your, since you believed in your goddamn gypsy witchcraft before, and now it's like, oh, we updated our, our gypsy. The, the the Vatican of gypsy witchcraft came out, and they're like, all right, here's the new dates. So, so they, you they added a new like sign. Yeah, it, it was, was called like Ophicius or, or whatever. Something. No, it was it was almost ten years ago. Now. It wasn't ten yeah. years ago. Well, well, how the fuck do you For know? Someone who's ragging on this witchcraft here. I know you seem to know a lot about this. All I know is that all of you fucking goddamn Mormon believers or whatever in this stuff, you guys were like, ah, and then it's all of a sudden a new one came out. Oh, can you believe it? It's not even. Okay. So I was a Capricorn. Okay. January 19th was my birthday. I was always on the cusp. Um, so Capricorn. Now I am. Ooh, now I'm a fucking Sagittarius. Go get some. Cause water, by January 20th, it says, okay. So I'm still on the cusp, yeah. but I'm, I was on the cusp of, of Cappy, Cappy Aquarius. Now I'm in the cusp of of uh, Saggy Cappy. Saggy Cappy. Saggy Cappy. Saggy Cappy. Here's the thing: none of this matters. Sounds none like of it's real. None of it's real. None I of love it's the real. fact that when it comes to like fuck, yeah. So you're not a Leo. You're a Cancer. You're a Cancer. I refuse to you're identify st- as a Cancer. Do you want your daughter to be born as a Cancer? Or, she, or do well, you want her to be a little? When, when does like when does it turn to Leo now? Then because she's supposed to come August fifteenth. Uh, she'll still be out. She'll Leo, still be out. Leo begins now August tenth. All right. So as long as she comes after August tenth, then then she'll be a yeah, she'll be a Leo. You're you're a Cancer though. I refuse to identify as a Cancer. That's fine. You can change your 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 sign. 
Did you know that you can change when you, you were born as much as you can change your gender or sex? Because everything is changeable now. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I really want to turn this into a polarizing moment for oh, your podcast. Yeah. I'm just joking. I'm only being a shit disturber right now. I don't believe it. I don't give a fuck. I want everyone to be who they are. It's just funny. Like, <laughs> you're like, if you can change your gender and your sex, then you can change your birthday too, right? Be like, I don't identify with that date, but it says that on the calendar. Don't try to put me in a calendar binary fucking. Okay, all right, interesting. <laughs> I want, yeah, every, I like so I said, right. I just want everyone to be happy. You know what I don't want? I don't want to be yelled at for asking questions. That's that's <laughs> all I care about. I I have a question. No questions. Okay, <laughs> that's going to be a weird way to come up with understanding for everyone. Well, questions are important because questions lead to answers, and answers lead to understanding. Right. And peace comes through understanding. Exactly. Right? When things are understood, they're accepted. And we talk about the anger. The anger comes from a fear, and that fear is of an unknown. And as much well, as it might be a stupid fear, or, you know. Yeah, I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of anger. Well, anger is fear. So you got the people who are like, they have no idea what these new gender roles mean. So they're getting angry because they're like, well, I thought someone just told me that there's no such thing as men or females. So they're, they're feeling angry that, like, what they know is challenged. Yeah. Diminished them. Right, they're like, okay, so nothing I know is true. There's no such thing as a male. Well, I'm I'm a male, I identify as male, but you're telling me that's not a thing anymore. Like, so people feel like, okay, so they're afraid that what they know isn't a thing. And then you have people who I believe are in the LGBT community feeling like, okay, well, I'm afraid no one's ever going to accept us for who we are. So when someone asks a question, it feels like we're being challenged, it feels like we're not being accepted. So right, right. And then the whole idea is when everyone's yelling at each other, there's no communication, there's it, whatever. And then nothing, nobody grows. We stay angry forever. It all comes down to relationship, right? It comes if you don't have friends that are in the LGBTQ community, go out and make friends and, and learn. Yeah. Because but even then I always find that that kind of stuff, well, not not the LGBTQ stuff, I, like the first half of it, where it doesn't have to do with the gender necessarily, just who you love. Like, I always felt like, you know what? I'm not living in a mansion on the side of a cliff overlooking the ocean. Like, my life isn't that good that I need to be worried about what other people are doing in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, gay and lesbian. Yeah, at first, at, at a time where that was the only kind of difference when it came to the gender sex stuff, was like, oh, you're gay, you, you're a guy who fucks guys, you're a woman who fucks girls, you know? Um, that's, that's the only thing I'm like, I don't care what you do in your bedroom. That's private. I'm not having people come watch me. Hey, come watch what I'm doing because that's the majority. Like it's mm-hmm. no, it's private no matter what it's private. So who gives a fuck what you're doing in your bedroom? But now it's like, like, like I said, it's coming out where it's like, you know, if you're transgender, it's like, well, that's something maybe people can see. It's not like that's a private thing. That's something that you're identifying with whatever. And I'm never going to sexual preference. Of too, course, right? of yeah. course. Yeah. It's the whole idea of like what I like, who I love, you know, how it's, there's a lot to it, but the whole idea is because it's new, like you've, there's the three stages of truth, mm-hmm. right? First is ridicule. The second is violent opposition. And then the third is acceptance. And so the whole idea is I'm not really personally sure if we're still in the ridicule stage or the violent opposition stage. I think we're, we're like, we're transitioning, we're transitioning into yeah, no pun intended, of course, No, but it's, yeah, it's that thing where it's like, okay, so, but I, I almost want to tell like my, my transgendered friends, my LGBT friends is that like. Don't think like this is good that this is happening. Questions are happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it's even even the stupidity, the dumb shit that they're hearing. It's like I almost want to be like, this is part of it being accepted. Some people this every, learn at different levels, right. and it's going to take well, them longer. Fucking Gal. I mean, unfortunately, it's being like argued now. But who was it that the the Earth's around Galileo? Oh, Gal- Galileo, yeah. Was it yeah. Galileo? Yeah. So Galileo, well, you don't think that he got fucking ridiculed and violently opposed Didn't they and then finally accepted? Maybe. Afterward. They I can't read, him, so. <laughs> but I remember you talking about that on your podcast. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> he went through the three stages of truth and now there's flat earthers who are like, nah, it's not even a thing. 
right? It's like, the, the, did you see that they're, it's like a flat earth, a pancake, and there's two bulbs floating over it, like in a weird, <laughs> that's what they think the sun and the moon do. They just revolve different. They have followers all light, around the even globe. Even how light yeah, works, they're like, again, it's like light doesn't even work like that. Well, if I'm standing here and it was round, I wouldn't be able to see that city over the bay. That curvature happens over thousands, thousands and of thousands miles. of miles. Like even over 200 kilometers. If the earth is round, how come I can see my hand in front of my face? Wouldn't it be down there with the fucking <laughs> idiots? Yeah, idiots. I worked with, I went to work with a flat earther and he was just, he just wanted to fight. He just wanted to spew this freaking echo chamber knowledge that he had. And it was just a bunch of horseshit. And my apprentice stood up and goes, okay, if the earth isn't flat, how do you explain this? And she held the hammer and he just dropped it. And then went, thank you, and then left the <laughs> fucking room. How do you explain gravity? gravity? Right? Like that's Their argument is gravity proves the world isn't round? Yeah, well, I had no gravity. No, gravity proves that proves it is that round. Because So she's, she was saying to him, like, if we were mo- – like, if, if it's the way it was – Then why didn't it fly over? Why didn't it just, like, why did it fall? Because of – it should have just kept spinning around the world in the air. No, she's like, gravity proves that there's a globe and we're spinning yes. on an axis, right? Right. So if we're freaking flat, what keeps us on the earth, you stupid asshole? Right. Dropping yeah. a hammer. It was like a right. mic drop. And there drop. was another guy, another guy who did a mic drop at one of those conferences. But it's like, there's so much more to it. And they're just, I don't know. Look, there's also people who believe in God. <laughs> Some Matt had a look. Do you believe in God, Matt? You cute little bug. He's, um, a, he's a Leo, and he's, don't worry, you don't have to. I'm not going to turn it into that. That's a big discussion. It's a big discussion. Like, yeah. you know, I've talked about being raised in a very, very religious household before, so, like, I've had that installment in my life for decades, and, you know. That you, installment? That sounds like what a priest does to a kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come downstairs for your weekly installment. <laughs> of the holy book. Evangelical, uh, e- evangelicalism is a very hard disease to shake. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, like, it's it's something where you've got these such indoctrinated beliefs that it's hard to question some of them. Right. But I I've, I consistently do question them. So, do I believe in God? I believe in something bigger than myself, but I also believe that I'm too small and insignificant to ever understand. So, you're what agnostic. That is. Yeah, I'm agnostic. Yeah. Throw throw everything into a frying pan. I wish I wish I was agnostic, but I think I'm more atheist. And and the funny thing too is like, but I'm of the belief, and this is I'll make it quick. We'll move back onto actual shit that people care about, but. My my uh, my position is like there's people who are like it's like anything else like vegans, avid atheists who feel that what, Chris is like shaking his head like how many people is Josh gonna piss no, off? No, it's this good. No, it's, no, it's good. It's just like there's people I like love. Vegans. Here's the thing. I love everybody. No, but it's like but a vegan, someone who freshly becomes a vegan, it's like they got to tell everybody else how to be a vegan and you should be a vegan and all this stuff. I find atheists are very obnoxious like that. Like they need you to lose your belief because they, and I go I go well here's the thing I wish I was agnostic I wish I had a religion because I have a fear of death mm-hmm. you know so to having peace and having comfort with the idea that you know I'm going to die one day but there's this thing I'm going to I'm going to live on past that in a happy place like there's nothing what's wrong with that well, your energy is neither created nor destroyed it just simply changes, changes form. forms yeah. that's right and exactly you are just exactly that yeah. so and well that's the thing so I'm saying like from everything I know I'm like, I don't really see any evidence of an afterlife. Um, although what I do like, if all the religions that I do, like I like the Eastern religions because I'm like, they're the ones who focus years the, and years and years. On the now. Well, focus not on. only that, but they were the ones who before science came along and proved that energy cannot be created or destroyed. They were the ones saying we all come from the same energy. We all return to it. We're all part of one. Like they were saying this shit before we could prove it mm-hmm. scientifically. That's right. So if anything, they've been saying this forever. But it was also like there, a lot of their philosophies are about like 
mindfulness and self-actualization right. and realization of oneself in its place in society as and well. even just the things of karma like not do unto others that's religion but but the whole idea is that, like put out a do unto yeah others but thing. put out the energy that you want to get to have it and 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 even there's even uh you know eastern martial arts like aikido that are like is it aikido the one i'm thinking of where it's like to hurt your enemy is to hurt yourself because we're all part of the same thing. Yeah, to hurt someone else is defense. to hurt yourself. Yeah, it's basically using sure. it's basically using your attacker's energy as to, defense. To like so, him. yeah, you're not hurting the other person. You're protecting yourself, and you're not harming them either. It's about learning the defense rather yeah. than the offense. That's right. That's right. And it's using their offense and against, against them, them. The best as a defense is a great defense. But but Aikido is is do not harm. Like uh, what's his face? Uh, Steven Seagal. He's big Aikido. Okay, but, but the whole idea a is piece like of shit in regular life and hard to kill. Hard yeah, tub, hard, 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 huge tub of shit. No, he's no, a hard target. Hard. No, no, yeah. that's that's, yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's Van Dam. Good one though. He's been under siege before though. She's totally yeah, under siege. Definitely, yeah, for his executive decisions on ice cream uh, or in Russian policy. Is Russian policy when he, he became a Russian citizen? No, but I mean, like, I know Executive Decision was a movie he was in. Oh, yeah. right, right, fuck. You fucking right. asshole. I, I finally it. joined your game. You're like, what are you talking about? I ruined you know it. Now let's talk about share. But Cher all I'm saying is that, movies. like, I like the Eastern <laughs> philosophies because they, they're basically saying everyone's, you know, om and karma and, like, look how much yoga and all this Eastern stuff that's, that's affected Western culture now in a big happiness and mindfulness movement. Like, those people they're not preaching religion. Like their religion is not something that happens after you die in terms of making utopia and heaven on earth. Like those religions are like, let's be good to each other now. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of a gamble, instead of of like, Hey, what if let's, well, I I always talked about like religion. It's like, it's spiritual life insurance. Do you know what I mean? You buy into it your entire life. It only pays off when you die. And there's probably some guy waiting at the fucking gate with your policy to screw you out of it. That's what St. Peter is. He just looks at your policy. He goes, ah, I see here where you did this. Fortunately, we can't. No uh, we're going to have to yeah, deny your claim. Yeah. You're going to have to go yeah, get back on the stairs downwards. You can wait in purgatory right. or you can go straight downstairs. That's that what I'm day. saying. Is if you, if you <laughs> Do have you want to be with the unbaptized babies? Because uh, that might be I think more that's where the priests go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll get them wet. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> so obviously so all I'm so is, sorry going back to the atheism thing <laughs> is that when atheists like have to get in a conversation with someone and do everything in their power to like convince someone their religion isn't real i'm like so let's say let's say you succeed you got someone who has faith they have comfort in their beliefs and and you convince them that that doesn't exist what what service have you done them? Nothing. It's, all it's you've done is taken. It's yeah, self-serving. You've taken away yeah. something from them that gave them comfort. That's all you did. It's like ripping a teddy bear away from a child. Like Oversimplification, but like all you you didn't go. Hey, this isn't a real bear. It's not alive. Look and rip it apart. It's just stuffing. It's like that's that's what you're doing emotionally to somebody when it comes to the religious. So, so just because I'm atheist who wish, like I said, I'd like to think of myself as agnostic, but I I think I'm more atheist than anything. I don't feel the need to take that away from anybody else like in fact if anything i'm envious that people have that belief that they're able to have faith. that they're able to have faith yeah because i just as much as i try i think a lot of religions I, like i said if i was anything i'd be agnostic or like buddhist taoist any of the mm-hmm. eastern ones i think the biggest issue i have with religion is again and this goes back to the lgbt thing is like 
you know, you, people, religion where it's like, yeah, you can't be gay and, or you go to hell. I'm like, really? God, who's all about love, he's going to punish you and your biggest crime is for loving another, another person? Well, that's that's yeah. it, like, that's, right? That's like, what you... I, so I, if I man is made in the image of God, that then means God's that even LGBTQ yeah. are made in the image of God yeah. and can have that rights. And that, that's a big thing. That's that's what pushed me away from the church was, was the, the staunch rape. opposition. <laughs> well, I wasn't in the Catholic church, but... Oh, they, they're the only ones that do the rape? No, they're not the only ones. I feel like the Catholic like, Church is like the Quebec strip clubs. Like everywhere else, you can just watch, but in the Catholic Church, you're allowed to touch. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> is that a good enough come analogy? Hold my, yeah, hold my rosary. In the, yeah. in the Catholic Church, you can ditch. It's <laughs> a new advertising for the Catholic Church. I'm good with metaphors, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that'll be one of our ads this week. <laughs> <laughs> Quebec we'll strip clubs. They're <laughs> like the church. You can touch, <laughs> but not her sex. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, actually, kind of getting back to the LGBTQ thing, do you still tell the joke about the time that Brody asked you about uh, about what gay is? Of course. Okay, because like that's I, the conversation that happened at the time. So and, I, I, yeah, I even if even if people are like that's not right, I'm like, of course it's not right. I'm talking to an eight year old. Can you can yeah. you share that? <laughs> can you share that story? Like, because sure. I think that it's like a it's a huge story about like acceptance. Because just in the way that Brody re- reacts it to was it, it's fucking as well, hilarious right? to me. So, yeah. And, I, and here's the funny thing. I didn't have to like – it's not like I had an experience and I wrote a joke about it that tells a bunch of things that didn't happen. That joke is word for word the discussion that we yeah, had. Verbatim. Ver- sure. Verbatim. And I thought it was hilarious. I just told the story. People were dying laughing. I'm like, this might be a joke. I tried it in front of audiences. It worked. I'm like, okay, I say stupid things. <laughs> but the thing was we were sitting on the couch and he was like, this is gay. And I saw him using it in a negative way. And I'm the kind of guy like, fuck, I'm not going to lie. I have used the word gay exactly the same way other people have used it. It never had anything to do with sexual connotation, mm-hmm. but it's still wrong. I'm actually, this is, excuse me, burping from all these uh, no name beers we're drinking. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, oh, that's actually a brand of beer it now. It is a brand Hilarious. of beer. We are not we're drinking, drinking no name nameless beer. beers is these what I meant. Very- uh, delicately balanced. Uh, we talk about product placement. That's flavor. definitely a big theme of this episode. Um, <laughs> so, but so what I'm saying this, is like, yeah, no, please, Chris. You're having this conversation with him and just organically yeah. he's using it in the wrong terms. He's like using it. the wrong context. And the thing is like, as much as I'm like, like I said, one of the things I'm working on is like, I have used, I'm going to say it, but I'm saying it in context. Please don't edit it out. I have used the word retard and I've not been referring to people with any kind of special needs or anything like that. I've said the word gay. I'm not re- referring to any, any gay people. I sound like every fucking bigot or racist when I say I have a ton of gay friends, which I do. Some of my best friends on the planet are fucking gay people. I love hanging out with gay guys. One of my favorite reasons, I think the main reason I love it is that I basically, I get a feminine perspective on things without my body being like, hey, fuck that. Hey, have sex with that. Have sex with that. Because when I hang out with girls, I love hanging out with girls too. Women Women have this beautiful way. Women have the same excitement, joy, optimism, energy as children do sometimes. Do you know what I mean? They get excited for things. They're not insecure about being excited like guys are. Like we can't be like, oh my God, look at that. It looks so cute. Like we can't do that. All right? Because I- I normally, no. No. But so the whole idea is like, I love, I love a feminine persona. In fact, I was listening to something a long time ago. I'm getting back to your question, Chris. We're going to tell the story. (laughs) But- I I listened to like a, a a talk a long time ago and it said that in every relationship there is a masculine and feminine role. Doesn't mean that there is a male or a female, but in terms of the the personality dynamics, there is a masculine and feminine. So you can even see a heterosexual couple where the female is masculine 
and the male is more uh, like sub sub, uh, sub not subjected to. Submissive. We could, we could submissive. just call them doms and subs, man. Yeah. But that sounds that sounds like sexual. But the but the whole idea is that like you know people have said things that are kind of like oh, who wears the pants, or whatever. It's all that's done derogatorily. But the idea is that like but you can see it in gay couples. You can see where one is a more of a masculine archetype and a more female archetype, and and vice versa. So I found that interesting to see that there was sort of. The, anyways, all I'm saying is that the female archetype uh, or archetype, however you pronounce that properly. I, I love hanging out with gay guys because I feel like I get to hang out with guys who have a, a softer side yeah. and biologically my body is not like, Hey, maybe you guys should fucking get drunk and try to have sex or whatever. Cause I, I've not it had a lot of, after three beers, I've not had a lot of female friends in my life when I was single that I wasn't mildly attracted to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I love the fact that I can, I mean, I, I almost feel like I can be more myself and I get, I don't know. I love gay guys, love gay guys. Love them. Super. Quote that. In fact, cut, cut everything else out from the discussion <laughs> we just had and just get the sound bite of Josh going, love gay guys. Love them. This entire episode would just be <laughs> that sound bite. We had Josh Williams. We had Josh Williams into the podcast. And this is what he had to this say. About say about love question. gay guys. Love them. Love them. I love gay guys. Gay guys are like chicks that you don't want to fuck. Love them, though. <laughs> love gay guys. And it's just a constant sound bite. Well, thanks for coming in, Josh. How was your upbringing? Love gay guys. <laughs> love them. Uh, <laughs> how, how do you feel about Did your mom that? have a lot of boyfriend? Gay guys. Love them. <laughs> love them. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Did they ever try to leave you? Love them. Uh, anyways, no, I, I can't know. get out of the pit in the basement. Right? Oh. And then priests. Priests will download. What did you say? Inject. <laughs> Inject. <laughs> installment. Installment. Yeah, I'm going to an installment for you, buddy. Oh install. Oh, Jesus. All right. Tell the tell story. So the tor- story with Brody is just, again, at the end of the day, here's the thing, too, is, and this goes to what you were saying uh, before, even talking about religion, okay, is uh, the kids go to Catholic school. We're not religious. Crystal's not religious. The father's not Which religious. Better education. That's on, kind of uh, yeah. A lot yeah. of people said you get a better education. I worked system. in both boards yeah. uh, as like a therapist, then I would agree. Okay, so I've there seen. you go. So and that's what Crystal said. Crystal went to Catholic school growing up. I went to public school. I'm an idiot. She's very intelligent. <laughs> there you go. Proof <laughs> of the pudding. No, but she said I think it's a better education system. So the kids are in Catholic school. But here's the thing: in Catholic school, you take religion class. Yeah. The the and here's the thing: the father, the kid's father, was violently opposed. Violently. He would Vil- aggressively, Vil- aggressively tell them not to believe what they were being told in school and this and that. And of course, when you're a kid, another thing for dads to know, and this is another thing too, this is very important. I, you probably, Matt, you're a really well put together guy, so you probably already know. But when you have your kid, you are dad. Everything mm-hmm. that you say is gospel. You know everything. So when you don't think something, if you let your kids know that you don't think it, they're not going to think it mm-hmm. because dad doesn't think it. Children so are impressionable. They're yeah. very, they're very they impressionable. But here's the thing. Yeah. That's what people say that when, when referring to TV and ads and things like that. But you got to know that, that mom and dad hold such a high office above everything else. Yes, they're impressionable, but, but nobody's more detrimental to them in terms of that impressionability than you guys as parents. And the big issue is he would tell them, I don't believe in that and blah, 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 blah. So naturally they don't want to believe in it because Mm -hmm. dad doesn't, I don't want to be different than dad. What the teacher says isn't as important what dad says. So I remember the kids would come home, they would question, they were getting in trouble at school because they were out, well, mostly Brody, but but they were outright like saying what dad had told them in these religion classes in front of other kids. So... So the whole idea was, and then, and then he would say, well, I want them to think for themselves. And I remember one day, both he and I were actually being extras on a movie. And I was saying to him, he goes, you know, well, you know, I just want him to think for himself. And I go, if you want him to think for himself, don't tell him what you think. 
offer him both sides of the argument and then let him think for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Be as fair as you can. Say, some people believe this, some people believe that. There's this and that. Don't tell him what you believe in. Because by telling him what you believe in, you're not letting him you're think for himself. It. You're, you're, yeah, you're picking what yeah. he thinks. Well, even though you don't think it is, I want him to think for himself. No, you don't. You want him to think what you think. And yeah. and that's not thinking for himself. Maybe you maybe you got to come up with it on your own. But if you really want your kids to have that same, that's a fucking luxury. How are you going to have someone think for themselves when you yeah. slant all the information towards what you you think exactly yeah. and go well i want him to think from so well no you don't want him to believe what he's being told anyways that's the same thing with like the gay stuff or whatever it's like i i know that when i had said it and i still i don't think i really do actually i'm pretty damn sure i don't but i know that occasionally the word retard will slip from my mouth i mean no malice judge me and i'll put it on here leave it on here don't don't edit it out it's just i'm being honest i'm no, no, sincere no. So what I'm saying is I don't, and there's not a part of me that thinks it, but here's the thing. I've been working on this in the sense that I'm like, I don't need it in my vocabulary. Cause no, I've been that guy who said, Hey, when I say gay, I don't mean gay. When I say retard, I don't mean retard. It's like, yeah, but you know what? The point is, ah, fuck. And this is like, this is a big thing for me. And I think it's a lot of stuff in life. That's like this right now is I go, yeah, but just because I don't mean it that way. Doesn't it mean can, someone else doesn't. Yeah, and not only that, but it could still hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. So why, being the person that I am that never wants to hurt anybody, why would I keep a word around that I know can, for no other reason? There's other words that describe what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so and it's really not going to no, be as targeted in the right. potential, right? So why, yeah, why keep something, it's like having a tool in your garage that's fucking rusted, and every fifth time you use it, you fucking cut yourself. You're like, ah, but it works most of the time, and I, you know, I don't always get. It's like, yeah, but if it's, if you knew it could hurt somebody or yourself every now and again, just get rid of it. Get mm -hmm. rid of it. There's other tools that won't do that. That's yeah. all, and that's all Is I that look a at. Metaphor it as. for guns at the same time? No, <laughs> no, but you can if you want to parlay it into it. Feel free. I'm just saying. Anyway, at the end so of the day, I don't. I don't want to hurt anybody, and and that's the thing. So Brody, at that time, saying that word. This I'm joke like, is much shorter than this story. Just so <laughs> I tell all of this on stage. I got a one-hour special called "Why I Told the Gay Joke." Uh, <laughs> I'm just. I'm trying to give context because, like, you know what? At the beginning of the episode, I was just talking product placement. I'm talking goofy shit. No, but I just want. Here, yeah, I want people to know important. what's in my heart. And, yeah, no. and, and at the end of the day, I'm I'm somebody who loves everybody. I'm mortified, and I mean this, mortified. If I find out that something I said hurt someone, mm -hmm. because that's not my intention ever, never to hurt. So to know that like, oh, I inadvertently hurt somebody breaks my heart because that's not who I am. So when it came to Brody, he was like, this is gay. It's the first time I'd ever heard him say that. Cause I never said that shit around him. I don't think, like I said, I don't think I've ever used the word gay in a very, very long time. In fact, the only time it comes out of my mouth in that regard is telling the story, this there joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think he'd ever heard that from me. He's, he's probably like eight or nine at the time. He's hearing words like that in school. And that's the thing with school, right? With kids is they're going to hear fucking words. When people are like, oh, he's 15, don't swear. I'm like, do you understand, you understand what they're saying when no one's around? The internet as well. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. And we didn't have the internet at that age. Like we, we were, it was just starting to come around. We were downloading our porn, like one line of picture at a time. Like, man, I'm like, how saggy are this bitch's tits? I'm trying to see them. The lower they hang, the longer it takes to see them. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, he goes, this game's gay. All right? That's what happened. This is the story. He goes, this game is gay. And I go, what? And he goes, it's gay. And then he, and he puts the controller down on the, on the coffee table. And I go, dude, do you know what gay means? And like I walked over. You know, I'm like, dude, do you know what gay means? And I sat down next to him on the couch. He goes, uh, is it sex? You know? And I go, you know, he, doesn't, he knows what sex means. And I was like, well, kind of. But it's when two women have sex or two men have sex together. And he's like, does one woman put her, like, cause he knows penis vagina, right? Yeah. Penis goes in the vagina. Does one woman put her vagina in the other woman's vagina? I was like, uh, no, 
they kind of like bang them together. You know what I mean? Like that's, right? I wasn't like scissoring. Everyone's like, oh, scissor. I'm like, no, they just bang. However, the legs go. Could be different moves. Could be weird. But yeah. they bang them together. Right? And he started, he started giggling or whatever. And he's like, does one boy put his penis in the other boy's penis? Yeah. And I was like, no, that's called schnoodling. <laughs> and he's like, he's like laughing. He's like laughing. And I said, no, like one guy puts his penis in the other guy's butt. And he starts giggling. He's like, <laughs> do they switch after? That's what he said. He goes, like, like, swear to God, like sitting face to face with me on the couch, we're talking. And he's like, do they switch after? I thought that was, and I laughed so hard because I never expected that. Yeah. But I just, I thought it was so fucking funny. Because the first thing he thinks of is equality in that. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, and that's, that's, right? when, that's the punchline of the joke. And I go, I thought, I laughed. I did laugh very hard unexpected right because i was in control of the conversation i felt Mm -hmm. until that point when he switched it on me caught me off guard and i was like oh my god that's so fucking funny and and in my head i was like i didn't think the equality for a joke you got to come up with an ending but i just thought it was so fucking funny that when he found out what it was he didn't go like oh my god does it get poop on it do they feel like i like i know what i would have thought i thought it was so funny that in his head he's like do they take turns does one guy get fucked in the ass and the other guy gets and i thought it was so funny and i remember i went i immediately was i laughed i got up off the couch and i immediately went upstairs and told crystal the story mm-hmm. i think she was like in the bathroom coming out of the bathroom at the time and i was like the funniest fucking thing just happened i have to tell you <laughs> you got to hear this shit i'm like yeah you got to hear this and and that was that was that joke it was just like it's like in a moment cuz that's the thing as a parent is they're going to ask you quite like sometimes you're going to hear something and you're going to think that you have control of the situation. I'm going to, like, that's what I said. At the time, I'm like, I'm going to tell him that's not okay to say because some people are gay. Gay is, you know, and that's, and those Did people. Did change his vocabulary? Does he? No, he's a 15-year-old male now, you know, who's not enlightened. As much as we'd all love to everyone to be enlightened or whatever. Sorry, he's not. He's a male. <laughs> we all have I heard that. Alphonic's going to get rid of it. Alphonics will work. Yeah, it'll, it's the greatest. Um, so the whole idea of that was like, no, pay us, pay us. No, it's not free membership. Um, the, the funny thing is pay like, <laughs> for all your listeners who may also have alphonic needs, do you have a podcast that you're not quite good enough at? Um, <laughs> we're getting there, Josh. We're you guys are fine. There. I use it too. All right. I'm, I'm fucking two and a half years in. Um, so I don't know with that, his, his vocabulary, like for a long time, he's a very sweet kid and he doesn't want to hurt anybody, but he's 15 and it's just like the, the amount of words and vocabularies and goofy shit they're thinking of. Yeah. They laugh. Like the, the word tits still makes them laugh and, you know. The words tits will still make and me laugh the sometimes. amount of male hormones that are going into a system now. Man. That's the thing too. Like I, the, it's, it's almost like, you know, when you figure something out and you're like, oh, I got to share this with the world. Like I can't believe I just learned this. It's like other people, that's that old, that old saying when the student is ready, the master appears, you know, mm-hmm. is that like, yeah, when you're ready to learn something, that knowledge has always been there. It's just now you're ready to receive it. You know, you're ready to take it in. And I feel like that's a whole world of people. I'm like, the more enlightened I get, the more this and that. I'm like, oh, I want to share. Like, don't be angry with each other. Try to put yourself, be empathetic. It's like other people aren't ready for that. You know what I mean? You know, it, they still want to hate people yeah. and, and get mad and blame and all this other shit. So I don't know. As a parent, though, you kind of got to be like, okay, you got to be ready. You got to be on on your fucking heels all the time going like, all right, they just asked me a question. I'm going to answer it. And then you find out what they, what their brain understood. And you're like, Oh fuck. Okay. Hold on. No, back abort, 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 pull it back, pull it back. Like, like, have you had any experiences like that, Chris, where they have a question, they say something, you're like, Oh fuck. Like where you try to make it better and you make it worse. I haven't had any of those quite yet. Okay. Um, well, la dee da, Mr. Dad of the year. <laughs> I have my moments. Don't get me wrong. The biggest thing I've had is, is 
getting them to swear properly in context and not outside the house. Yeah, that's yeah. what he, Brody used to say all the time. I go, Brody, when's it okay to swear? When it's in the right context. And I don't even know if he understood what that meant, but he answered the yeah. question right. It looks good on. Uh, it looks good in front <laughs> it of looks company. Good on paper. Looks, yeah, it looks <laughs> good in front <laughs> of company. Brody, when's it okay to swear? When it's in the right context. I taught him that. And when I taught the, him that. And when <laughs> the <laughs> fuck is the right context? <laughs> so yeah, funny. Little shit. Yeah, so. Well, Michaela, both Brody and Michaela were like, I don't really like to swear. And I was like, I like that. They're both swearing now. Michaela's still very good about it. She's 12. She likes to swear. But we were playing uh, Werewolves Within on VR. So you're basically okay. playing like the werewolf game. You know the one? I, villagers I, and werewolves. I don't know. It's but. a fu- it's a simple card game. It's a great party game where some people at the table are werewolves, some people at the table are villagers, and you're trying to find out who the werewolves are. It's a deception game. Everyone okay, and the werewolves it. are killing off the villagers. Correct. Okay. Correct. But you got to try to figure out who the werewolves Before are. Before everybody dies. Like exactly. Leveled up. Yeah. Right. So I, I might you, have played. This you can play before. that. There's a VR version where you put on a helmet. Now you're sitting in the town with the other villagers, and 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 so Michaela and I were playing. She loves that game. She loves Werewolf, the card game. She loves the VR version even well because now you're playing with people across the world and you're trying to figure out who's who's, who's what. Who's with trying whatever. to kill me. Or, so yeah. she she plays that. And the other day, her like she was in it, and I was chatting too, so they can hear me on the mic as well. You know, and one guy's sitting there. Uh, and he's like, I, I don't want to say like, he's like, okay, careful guys. We don't want to swear too much. We've got like, and there's a little emote. So he points at her. He's like, you know, we do have someone, a young girl playing with us, whatever. And she goes, you guys can say whatever the fuck you want. I've heard it all. I'm like, I laughed, <laughs> I laughed so hard. Oh, that's I was funny. so unexpected because she doesn't that's like, so quick, she doesn't though, swear much. Sure. Oh yeah. She's like, you guys can say whatever the fuck you want. I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. It's oh. so funny. So, so are you terrified yet? Oh, oh Chris, oh, yeah, Chris no, has a question. No, he's sure, it's hell terrified. He was terrified. Your, for a your while life back is about then. to change forever. Yeah, man. Forever. I am absolutely terrified. Like more terrified than excited right now. Yeah. Do you have anxiety now? I, dude, I've been on like different anxiety meds since about the time we found out. Oh, but not before. No, no, I did have anxiety before. There was a lot of anxiety before, and I needed the meds long before I started them. But he's you, pulling this forward. Is well, you real? keep pulling it. That I know. I'm way. trying to bring it closer to me. But I'm watching the edge. Off. I'm okay, watching the okay. edge, dude. I'm a fucking neurotic right. idiot. I'm, I've got him. So you were you you did have issues. I still yeah. have, I have issues. Well, with no, I, I actually like I I started having anxiety issues around the time that my ex wife and I separated. Okay, and it was when I hated my job at the time. I uh, she left with very little explanation. We just bought a house together. Yeah, um, and then I went down and I did a weekend working at TIFF. Toronto As a publicist, the Toronto, yeah. the Toronto International Film Festival, yeah. So I was there, and we did end up, we ended up doing like sixteen to eighteen hour days. Jeez. So like, I was starting at like eight in the morning, and then I was working till the after parties were done at four a.m. Then I was fucking cabbing over to Kamal Didij's house because yep. Kamal was out of town. Uh, Conrad Osei was sleeping on his couch at the time. Oh yeah. So like I was like so sleeping. A lot of Ottawa comic references. Yeah, Sweden. yeah. Just comics. Google their names. You'll probably not find. You'll them. you won't find them. <laughs> um, and I was just crashing there, but I was only getting like two hours of sleep each night, and then I ended up having this panic attack mm. on the last night. Uh, and I thought I was having a heart attack. So like I crawled into his bathroom and I just lay there in my boxers thinking I was going to die. Mm. And then I woke up the next morning and I felt okay. But I you passed it on the floor. I passed it on the That's, floor. Okay. Okay. Um, and I thought, cause I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you didn't call anybody or anything. I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I couldn't find my phone. Okay, I literally. So you would have, if you felt if, like if you I, I would have, okay, I okay. would have, I was trying to find my phone to call 911, but even at that point, like it was, it was a nightmare. Um, I came to the next morning and when I went back to Ottawa, the first thing I did is I went to a doctor's and I was like, something, something's going on. 
so lucky for me, the doctor I went to uh, was an MD, but also a psychotherapist. Right. So she was like, she's like, I just had one opening open up in my <laughs> practice. So I started working with oh, her. Oh, how convenient. It was it's like, it I, was... I just found a way to take your money. Actually, no, no. Because she's, she's a psychotherapist MD, so it's all OHIP. Oh, for real? I don't pay a cent. Oh, can I have her? Can you? Well, that's can, the thing. Is like, stop sh- going and I'll take her. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> it. It's so hard to find find free therapy in in Canada. Uh, that's <laughs> that's why we're all comedians, guys. Am I fucking exactly. wrong? Therapy. Free therapy. I, you're you're a uh, to an extent a I, therapist. No, I am a registered right? psychotherapist. Yeah, you won't. You can't help me because we're friends. It would be a very big conflict of interest. How so? Huge. For, for no man. Well, in all fairness, just a, it's not, like privacy uh, laws and stuff like. What that. do you mean? I, well, I know so much about you, and so? we share circles together. So. No, it's too. No, it's too it close. would. It would. No, no, no. But I mean, like, I'm not asking. I'm not trying to force you into doing it. But in terms of to actually understand how 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 does knowing me make you make you a worse fit? It's not about knowing you. Would it's it be about because being of involved notions? in your life. Yeah. Right, so? you know me. You know me on a different level. Like you know me to sit down and have a beer with me. Right, you know me to to maybe even sit down and smoke a joint with me from time okay. to time or something like that. But that's not something I would ever do with a client because that's stepping over a boundary. Because we're we're keeping very professional relationships around mindfulness, around codependency. We're not trying to set yeah, up. but I I almost feel, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything like that. But what I mean is like, doesn't that? It's almost like you would have a better idea of who I am. It's almost like saying like, okay, well, because you necessarily not going to change. But I could also be biased too. That's well, that's what I, that was the only thing that I thought ahead of time. So does that mean that you, you would see my life and go, Oh, but you're, you know, Josh, you say this and that, but you also spend time, a lot of time drinking or whatever. But, but again, wouldn't that make the therapy better because you know more than I'm telling you? I would. Because a psychotherapist can only, can only work off of what you're telling them. Professionally, so true. You're too, professionally, you're too close to a job. Like, there's a reason I don't take professional jobs and from families. It would be and like family members. I, yeah, but but I think for fa- for that, and I agree with that. I wouldn't do trade stuff for family because then they're like they want you to work for less, and they want to. They usually take that. advantage. I also, I also have an emotional connection with you, and if I'm now suddenly charging you 130 dollars an hour to come and sit down and talk to me for an hour, yeah. doesn't feel right. That like for me, that's like like if we're sitting down and we're talking and you're going through problems, like talk to me and we can right. chat about shit, right? And like I can give you my perspective. And I can sit down and listen to you and we can have a beer. Like that's my, we talk about Simon on this podcast a lot. So like my thing with Simon, cause Simon died in my arms last week. <laughs> yeah, man, Last episode, he legitimately like his computer shut down. We've already talked you about You say it. that like his computer was ever running. <laughs> but, but that's the thing with his Simon. His computer shut it's, down. It's like, it's like when Simon when Simon goes through things. The other prong on the plug died, is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, like, like data. Somebody switched him off. So, so but I, was like, I, was saying, I was like, when Simon. Oh, yeah. Remind me to ask you about the gift basket. Because I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, and I'm like what the fuck, it was Simon? A, it was a thank it was you for thank saving, you for saving your, life. That's saving what I, your that's life. life. That's what I even said to him before Chris showed up. I go, so what? Chris, Chris drove you to the hospital. He's a fucking great dude. He's a great fucking dude. And he's like, I, I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. We Simon's talk- got like three more gift baskets in a room. Like, Did you just get a good deal on gift baskets, Simon? And you're looking for reasons to give them out? He, uh, that wouldn't surprise me either. That wouldn't surprise we, me. We can talk all. about it all. And whoever saved off Simon, off I got a bone to pick with you. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just joking. I sternum, so I sternum what, rubbed him. What back. happened to him? Well, we've already talked about it on the podcast, so we'll talk about it maybe we'll off We'll talk air. about it off the air. Okay. Here, so. But okay. yeah, for. But he, whenever he's got issues, he'll give me a call and be like, hey, man, I'm like, hey, just buy me a beer. Let's go have a drink and let's have a chat. Well, that's kind. 
All right, this episode is going off the rails. Uh, <laughs> I'm, having a gra- I'm having a great time. I hope you guys are, too. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. I hope the listeners are. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? We're talking about fucking deep. We went religion, LGBT. We're talking about some shit this episode. So, well, this one time Billy's fucking car broke and I super glued the wheel. Who gives a fuck about that? What? We talked about our mothers having boyfriends and gentlemen. Call. What about you, you fucking, oh, my home was fine. I came from a perfect home. You didn't talk about any of your your parental upbringing. Well, we. Did you ever walk in on your parents having sex? No, I've never walked in on my parents See, having you've sex. You lived a sheltered life. You were the white privilege guy at this table. I really am. I wouldn't feel comfortable charging a friend one hundred and thirty dollars. You charge one hundred and thirty dollars for your advice? It's not advice. Therapy isn't advice. What is it? Therapy's oh, you charge more- that to listen? I could plug this mic in, and this is my <laughs> therapy every week. All I, I I get people who are listening to me talk about my shit for free every week. What is okay? Go get the education. Go get the education, and you can charge <laughs> for it. Right? Fuck! I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to charge for it. All, all I'm saying is. So is that what it is? Do you generally like you listen? You don't offer advice. Do you listen? It's, it's listening and feedback, right? It's 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 reflective listening. A lot of it is reflective listening. A lot of it is you don't want to work harder than the person you're working with because you're working at the same level that they are on their their emotional journey or their own mental health or their mental wellness journey. Okay. You get in what you put out. Yeah, you, you really you, do. You make them put out. Oh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Jesus. You want to know what I think? Better take that shirt take off. Take that shirt off. Right uh, <laughs> no, but I'm no. saying like for me, I I remember like I went to a CODA meeting one time, and Coda. the whole what the fuck is codependency. Oh, so it's like okay. it's like codependency. Yeah, okay. And I remember sitting there and I was talking, and they can't say anything. They don't say anything. They just go, thanks for sharing. And my issue is not that like I'm like, well, I I have no problem getting people to listen to my shit. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, I have no one who will listen. You know, I was just kind of like, okay, well, I don't want to. I already know what I have to say. I think about. I, I'm neurotic and anxious, so I think about that shit all the time. I know what my position is. So I'm looking for feedback. tools. I'm looking yeah. for tools for things to do. So when it's like, well, so, I, don't, I don't give advice. I, I no, listen. My feedback, like, oh. my feedback is around like setting them up with tools or action okay. plans, depending on the situation. Like, Cause I work, my background is working with youth with addiction. So it's right. a lot of change talk. It's a lot about working through the stages of change, okay. uh, making sure that you recognize where you are on that. And a lot of it is self-acceptance, right? So right. working on self-esteem, self-acceptance, working on validating emotions, um, you know, lo- all of that comes from feedback. So you listen, right. you hear, and then you reflect and if you're on the right page, that's where you're able to give the feedback around, well, have we tried this? Have we tried grounding exercises? Have we tried breathing exercises? What what works for you? Um, you know, there's some clients I work with around things like empathetic assertiveness where, you know, you don't necessarily – you were talking about empathy earlier, right? right? And and bringing it back to like being assertive but carrying a level of empathy with it. So it, it all depends on, on the individual's needs. Um, so right now I'm working with a lot of youth – uh, with suicidality. Uh, that's a word? Yeah, suicidality. Suicidal ideations. Okay. It's like, S- obviously, I mean, S- what I understood I- is people who want to kill themselves. Yeah. And and a lot of it comes down to, to Do the- people plan? Like, forgive me for asking, but just as a fascination, like, when somebody is like suicidality, like, do people generally pull the trigger quickly when they want to do suicide? Like, for me, it's like, I don't want to live anymore. It doesn't feel like a thought. You're like, well, I better take three months to figure it out. Like, well, it takes a long time. But for I get those, the feeling of like, I don't want to be here anymore. It takes sometimes. a long time for those feelings to build up to the point where it's like, I officially want to end it. Right. Right. So planning happens along the way. So planning. But why would you plan something you don't want to do? That's the part that that's. But you forgive me for asking. It, I don't right? ask it in a challenging way. I ask it in an understanding. Like, if you're like, I think I want to kill myself. 
It's like, don't you, but when you start planning it, don't you have to pretty much be committed to it? Or is it a cry for help? It's, it, it, it depends on the situation, right? right? Because it's like, it's like doing anything. You start, you start to plan it before you necessarily doing a podcast, right? You start to plan. Yeah, but your you intention need. is to do it. Your That's intention what I'm saying. is to so eventually it's like, do it. Right. Uh, but you know, when it comes to like suicidality, like I think of, I'm not going to say his name, but one of my best friends has uh, a number of suicidal ideations and it would not surprise me if one day. Um, I just never heard from him again and right. found out that he had committed suicide. Um, and it's, it's sad to think about that, but I also know that over time and he's working, he's working with a fantastic therapist good. who has been very, very good in, in addressing a lot of his needs and his concerns. Um, but along this, yeah. along this journey, uh, you know, there's been, there's been this, this buildup to like, when I go, it's going to be like this. It's going to look like this. I'm not necessarily ready now. And the fact that there's a potential plan in place is very worrisome to me. So when I, when we talk to each other, uh, like, and I've, I've got assist training, which is suicidal prevention training. Um, Is it, is it particularly effective? Like when somebody has decided they're doing it. Like that's I don't know I, I'm it fascinated so I don't though. ask the questions like I'm not trying to mock in any way I know we're being joking and stuff but well I, you know we also have to take into effect like what mental unwellness or mental illnesses might be at play so like you know someone with borderline personality disorder had or borderline borderline personality traits are very impulsive right so they might have a plan but they're not going to act on it until an impulsive moment comes right um, someone with manic depression. You know, they might have a plan in place, but the motivation to actually commit to it right. is not there until the worst moment, rock bottom. So once you hear of a plan, that's where you have to to do an intervention. Okay. Um, if I if, if I have a client that comes to me and says and are that they you, have a plan, is it pretty like is it pretty successful rates of being able to talk someone into suicide once they've decided they're going to? Uh, well, I I can't speak for like I don't have those numbers in front of me. No, no, like, no. I don't. I know, but, like, but I'm just saying. Like, but do you, but do you I've f- never had a client who's had suicidal ideations actually commit suicide. I've had I've had clients who have been admitted to the hospital after suicide attempts. Right, of course. Um, but you didn't know it was about to happen. But yeah, and yeah. like any time that any any real admission or threat has come out of like suicidality, um, I will I will bring in ambulance right away. You know, right. I will bring in medical professionals because I have a legal responsibility to do so. But also, like, if there's not a real plan in place, but it's just like ruminations, let's build an action plan to keep you safe. So these dark passenger thoughts are coming along and suddenly you're starting to feel impulsive. What are the steps that you can take to keep yourself safe in that moment? Right. And how are you going to be able to get yourself into the mind frame of keeping yourself safe? But I, I yeah, and I mean, and I'm not trying to keep the conversation on that, but I just, I find it interesting. It's like if someone has decided they're doing it, do they even want – like, you know how it is. Like, it's like trying to convince someone to listen to the concept of LGBT who's like narrow-minded if, and ignorant. It's like if, you, if you're if you like, I want to kill myself, you're like, okay, but here, try to think. Like, no, I don't care. I want to do this. The way that I look at it, if you were telling me this, right. it is – you might even be denying that it is a, any sort of cry for help or any sort of call out for, for assistance or, or support. But I would say the fact that you are adamant that you're going to do this, but you're telling me this shows that you're not 100% adamant that you're going to do this. That's because fair. You're okay. looking at somebody that makes sense. Who, for a penny and for a pound at this point. You're right. looking at somebody like, at who change. you know what yeah. they do for a living, mental health counseling and addiction therapy and all that stuff. Like, you know my background. Most of my people right. know my background. Um, if you're saying that to me, I, you know, like, I know your intention is like, I need help. No, that's, and, that makes sense. I guess I'm thinking like you have a client and just all of a sudden one day they start saying, I'm, I'm having these thoughts. Like, so it's not so much that, yeah, like, I mean, obviously the people who want to do it, I would imagine who are really serious about it 
are they're just doing they're just making the attempt you know i am I mean? absolutely like, here's the thing is i work with a lot of youth i'm absolutely terrified of my daughter being like having suicidal ideations or depression or like any of those and and it's not yeah it's tough because that's the world we live in it's the world we live in and also like we live in this world of of just constant dopamine right mm-hmm. dopamine and serotonin at every turn well we get everything from social media getting every, a new like oh or whatever is God. like oh oh someone like and it's like that little that little drip it validates that you drip, right yeah. that that little drip validates you and it's terrifying to think of what that's actually Actively going to do to the development. Chris is still here, everybody. By the way, yeah. Sorry, Just a heads Chris. up. Chris is still here. Chris has gone super deep in his own headspace. Have you really? Oh yeah. Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. Okay, good. I just I love you. I want you to be a part of this. He was like standing up Chris at is, one point, he and then he was up, taking. He was his, looking like, at his cuticles. Off. I was like, I was like, does he care? Uh, but no, <laughs> I just wanted to be involved. No, I do. It just have you? I'm sorry. I is think this, this is a personal close to subject? Home, isn't it? This this is really close. I'm sorry, brother. I apologize. With someone I know and love. So that's it. Oh, I'm it's, sorry, buddy. I didn't know. I didn't know. No, I wouldn't have. You I apologize. Did, I don't, you don't carry a banner around with it. No, but I. But, but again, Look at this but this is. But this is an example of what I'm. Uh, that's hilarious that you guys have a chant. <laughs> the only, the only cheerleading thing you guys have on this show is trauma. That's fucking hilarious. But that's what I was saying earlier about how like I would never it dream of hurting someone. I was fascinated by what you do. I didn't realize that I would be hurting you no, and, no. and asking. But I'm very sorry because no, I. It's actually very informative because it. It's informative because it helps me deal with a situation that I will have to deal with right after this. Oh, for real? Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. Well, I'm good. Okay. I gave him some tissues if he needed No, that. that's paper towel, you you misleading product placement <laughs> fuck. Uh, <laughs> Until Kleenex pays no, me money. <laughs> it's 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 just it's an interesting thing to me because like I've I've seen that like in in the world we live in today. Yes, there's the dopamine that you get from social media, not to mention the fact that we're constantly being bombarded. Like if you're on social media, you are looking at the demo reel of everybody's life. So no one's like, no one's like in the middle of a domestic dispute, whipping out their phone and like filming, screaming at the the husband or wife. It's all, Hey, look, here we are in the beaches. This, so everybody's constantly looking at everyone else's life and going, look how happy all of these people are. Why am I not happy? It immediately makes you feel like a failure. On top of that, the education system from the best of my understanding and the one I've seen as a step parent, and trying to get back on topic of this whole fucking podcast, fair is uh, is is you see like in schools, like nobody gets held back anymore. Nobody gets marked with red pens. Mm-hmm. Nobody, and that's a real thing, by the way. People think that's a hoax. It's a real thing. No red pens. Um, everyone gets a participation medal for joining any sports. Like you, you go through the first what 16, 17 years of your life incapable of failure. And then it's like, all right, now off into the world. We've prepped you for the world. Uh, no, you haven't, because the world is full of rejection, failure, not getting what you want, all your red pens. And yeah. yeah. And then and then and then all of a sudden people are like, wow, the world sucks. It's scary and dangerous out here. I want to kill myself. I don't yeah. want to be alive anymore because it's horrible. I've heard that the suicide rates in, in youth have gone up because we're they're in a culture now. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the idea is that the schools and the parents and none of these people want to be responsible for the bad feelings. I don't want and I don't want to get in trouble. So every, no, all the kids are happy going through whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then when the real world hits, they're not ready for it because they haven't experienced failure, mistakes, they just, the everything they've end. done. You haven't really learned how to swim. Enjoy. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's the thing. So as a parent, like you're like, oh, I'm worried my sister, my daughter, my, that's the thing. That's where you're going to come in extra hard. Chris and Amanda are amazing, amazing parents. Yeah, for sure. And they're like, it's, it, it's tough, man. Crystal's an amazing parent, but there's still those moments. Like that's what really sucks about being a parent. This whole podcast, daddy issues is, and especially as males or those who choose to identify as such 
is that you want to protect your family, mm. your partner and your kids. And the truth about the world is you can't protect them all the time. It's like, it's like people in their own lives who have issues with control. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to be able I need to make sure that this happens and I need to make sure. And that's the thing with life is you can't control it. It's, it happens and you need to be able to, to adapt. You can't, but you can't control. It's the same with your kids. Once you put them on the bus, you're like, well, fuck, are they going to get to school safe? Or I got to make sure that, and, and you can't. And it's, it's a fucking terrifying, it's terrifying, but it's, that's life. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things. It's like, that's the price that you pay for all of the great experiences and things too. Yeah. There is a price tag for everything. Yeah. Well, this has been a pretty good one here, guys. Um, <laughs> wrapping it up, Chris. I think, I think we fair, need to wrap fair. it up. No We've worries. Been... Listen, I've had a great time. I hope we talked about parenting stuff. I... <laughs> can, no, we have. Can, no, we, no, yeah, the, yeah. can we, like, so one of the things that we've actually kind of been doing to wrap up each of our conversations is, sure. like, is like, final thoughts from you. Like, what are what are some of the biggest... Pull out. You... <laughs> That was that was the last episode. We did have an ad about pulling out. Yeah, oh, um, really? Our major sponsorship was last week. Pulling was out. Pulling out. Just pulling out. Nice. Yes, pull out. Huggies pullouts. Huggies. <laughs> that's uh, that's at well, the Catholic we're Church. We're gonna bleep out the hug. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you said it too. Uh, you're saying huggies. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just giving you more work. That's why I don't edit my podcast. Fuck it, I said it. Whatever. All all, all I want to hear from you is like all I want to hear. Stop talking. Just stop. No. What are your like? If you could sum up the advice that you have to give to dads out there, stepdads or dads, dads or both, in like two to three sentences, what would that what would that advice be? I don't know, be patient. You know, if you want your kids to think for themselves, give them both sides of everything. Don't give them your side. And in and, and not give them both sides and then tell them your side. Just give them both sides. Okay. Uh, if if you want someone to think for themselves. Um yeah, we're all we're all out there just trying to figure out life. Your kids are going to do the same. You're doing the same. Uh, forgive yourself for making mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, because you're going to make them. So don't be afraid of the mistakes. Just forgive yourself. But you know, I don't know. Uh, set them up for the, the the world that's coming. You know, and who knows? Fuck, fifteen years ago, I didn't know where we'd be at right now. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So like. And and here's the thing: they're going to be kids. They're going to say stupid things. They're going to do stupid mm-hmm. things. They're gonna they're gonna get hurt. They're going to trip and fall. They're going to cry. They're going to laugh. I mean, it's just one of those things. Just love them, man. Love, what, what am I, Oprah? <laughs> just, you get just, a car. You yeah, get a car. Just love them, man. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. You're, you're, there's no right way to do it. Okay. I'll tell you what. That's my advice. There's no right way to do it. So the more you try to find that and go like, oh, I found. No, you didn't. Just do it. Yeah. And anyone who, t- anyone who tells you there's a right way, don't listen to that person because they're a fucking idiot. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. There's yeah. a million wrong ways to do it. There's no right way. So just find the least wrong way. Don't put don't put your fingers in them. All right. All right. They're not cool. bowling balls, you priest fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where where can, can people you? find you online? I don't know. Uh, OneManPodcast.com. That's where the podcast is. You know, Josh Williams comedy for just about everything else. Just, I don't know. Got any big I, shows coming up? This episode drops no. in two weeks. Two weeks. So... Drops. Drops. Fucking rap album. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm trying to get it to Halifax. I'm in the process of booking myself out east. I have a very big East Coast listenership. All right. Um, we do have. A, a I'm in Toronto. This comes out in two weeks. I when this drops, I'm probably in Toronto for like two weeks. So I'm at Absolute right. Comedy in Toronto. Uh, come see me there. Yeah, come see me right. down. And then, yeah, whatever. Just yeah, figure it out. Listen, these I'll, I'll bug these guys to plug it. All right. All right. I'm doing something. You all guys right. are the best. Listen, I, I love you guys. Don't quit. Don't quit. Listeners, give them give them feedback. Like send them do you guys have an email address? Yeah, yeah. We got daddy issues at gmail.com. You don't even have a URL? Well, we are using um Podbean. We got a URL through Podbean. 
No, I'm, I'm not a URL. Uh, well, no, yeah, URL. You have a poppy. No, but you don't have like we got daddyissues.com. No. Can you be like, you know, Chris at Matt at. Yeah, we'll get there. People we'll get could there. Can you, uh, right now we're at we got daddyissues at gmail.com. Okay, well, send them, listen, listeners, send them information, send them feedback, send them questions. If you have questions, ask them. There's nothing funnier than, than answering a question. At least they know you want to attention. know yeah. what the answer is. But don't send nudes. Well, send nudes, send well, nudes, send, send nudes. nudes. Send nudes. Send whatever you can. All right. Yeah, don't ask Matt too deep a question. He'll charge you 130 bucks an hour. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thanks for coming by, Josh. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for Parenting Advice with Stripper Mom and Uncle Freddie. This week's question, Dear Stripper Mom and Uncle Freddie, My wife wants to breastfeed in public. I don't feel comfortable with that. How do I deal with the situation? Mark from Mississauga. Once again, another one of your valid listeners coming in with their male worries about something some woman has to endure. Hey, this I is am, why we do the podcast. This is yeah. it. Your daddy issues are it's not all about you, you selfish fucks. Okay? I'm so tired of these questions. Oh, once again. Oh, Mark. Oh, you're embarrassed. Really? She's the one who has to whip a tit out. Not you, Mark. Not you. Did you squeeze anything out of your asshole like a nine-pound bowling ball? No, you didn't, Mark. No, who did? It was your wife, and God bless her. So you know what? Here's two things you can do to make the experience a little better for your wife and your child, Mark, who gives a fuck about your embarrassment. Have a, Always have on hand a nice shoulder cover so she doesn't have to be fully exposed. And two, sit there and talk to her like she's the most beautiful, important woman on earth. And Three, here's another one. Three, maybe go into a mall with your baby and no shirt on and see how it feels. And then maybe you'll appreciate her a little bit. Mark, do those things or I'll find you, Mark. I know where you live. You hear me. A little bit of understanding and some public embarrassment. Very good. Uncle Freddy. So let me get this straight. This guy has a wife. She wants to breastfeed in public. And he's got an issue with it. That's that's what the question says. Yes. What the fuck? I, I first of all, you're lucky enough to have a wife, Mister. He's the Tucker Carlson of husbands. Uh, okay, he meant well. Sure. What, he, I, what does that mean? He's choking her out with a little he wears uh, a bow tie. tie. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't tip waitresses. Come on. What? Uh, Tucker, you know who I am. I. You see me, you hear me. So, uh, yeah, no, like it's, uh, no, like first, yeah, you got a wife, man. You got a kid. Like, come on, some of us aren't that lucky. Some of us really just are kind of going through day to day, hoping that, you know, we don't wake up in the morning and here you are bitching like a fucking moron. Get yourself your own titties to worry about and uh, let her fucking flop those things out and feed her kid. Like, you know. And I also would like to know uh, which park it is that she uh, plans on doing this in. Thank you, Uncle Freddy. This has been Parenting Advice with Stripper Mom and Uncle Freddy. So I was standing in the other day at the bank, and well, I thought it was the line. So I asked the person in front of me, "Hey, is this the line?" And she was like, "I think so." I should ask the person in front of me. So she she taps that person on the shoulder. She's like, "Hey, is this the line?" And he was like, "I think so." 
Have you ever had a conversation that just goes on and on and on? And so then she came back to me and goes, well, he thinks so. And then that was convenient because the guy came beside me and he was like, hey, is this the line? And I was like, well, they think so, so I think so. Have you ever wanted that conversation to end sometime violently? And then a new guy came in. He's like, hey, guys, this looks like a really long line. Are we sure that this is the right line? It's not normally this long here. <laughs> Michael proudly presents the new invention called the Conversation Stopper Box. What's in the box? The box meets... 20 random physical ways to end a conversation. Simply place the box on the ground and touch the button and then run like hell. Wait, why didn't we just run away and not end this violently? Oh my god, bees! Bees! There are so many bees! Why is there mace in my eyes? Ah, the mace! Did Reggie just get kicked in the nuts? Is this thing a taser? Oh my god, it's a taser! By Micah. Micah. And therapy. A legitimate hour of procrastination. Hold on. Hold on. I just pressed record. Okay. <laughs> Good time. Thank you for coming back, everyone. Wasn't that a conversation? Uh, it was well, good. you know what? I've, we've, they've probably heard a few ads and maybe um, a stripper mom and Freddy, Uncle Freddy at this point. That's right. So it's, it's not going. like, you know, this. They, they've had their palate cleanser. We don't need to. We don't need to. Uh, we're not going to hash that again. No, no. Well, in fact, we're going to get right into uh, what did we learn this week? No, no, no. No. We start with our dick of the week. Right. Dick of the week. Dick of the week. It's the time for our dick of the week what is our dick of the week christopher our dick of the week goes out to chance the rapper and, and the dick of the week is not a bad thing it's a good thing good thing this is our dad of the week dad of the week dad of the week chance the rapper this week chance the rapper just postponed his tour and because yeah he because his his wife just had another little baby Right? We applaud you. Yeah, take that time. Take that time for you and your family. That's important. I was just, I, well, I was going to say, I was just talking about But yeah, in the I, intro. Off the hop in the intro, we were just mentioning. We were kind of mentioning. If you, mentioning, get, that, if you can get that chance to do it, do it. And you, know, and you know what? Your fans, your fans, if they really, truly understand, can wait. I love Chance the Rapper. I have never heard anything he does. He is in my top three for hip-hop artists today. I am going to have to listen to him. It goes Childish Gambino. You know Childish. Everybody knows Childish Gambino. Chance the Rapper. Yep. Acid Rap, Coloring Book, fantastic mixtapes. Okay. Um, I've actually got a coloring book coming to me on vinyl. I, or I like, pre-ordered Sweet. it when I found out it's coming out. It's kind of like it's like Acid Rap meets Gospel. Fucking love it. Wow. Uh, and then underneath that, Anderson Pock. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Solid three. He's coming to town. I really wanted to go and see him, eh? He's coming yes. to town at the beginning of October. Do you know how much the general admission floor seats were for him? I believe you mentioned $150. 175 Oh! $175. <laughs> like, I really had to question, do I $175 love Chance the Rapper? He, he chance to pickpocketed everybody. And I'm, I don't. <laughs> No. Well, and you do. I you do. do. But at least this hiatus now is going to give you that opportunity. Yeah. So, like, because obviously this is happening right as the time as I'm going back to work. Yeah. And, you know, I've been on EI for the last... My cat just wandered in here. I'm sorry. I've been on EI for the last little bit. So, I can't afford it right now. But this gives me time to be able to afford it. 
Because I'm not going to chance the rapper concert and sitting in the nosebleeds. No, 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 I would do that. So I'm excited yeah. about that. So two reasons: chance the rapper, dick of the week, is you're propose- postponing your tour so I can go to it, yeah. and uh, also good looking out on your family. Yeah, man, good on you. He he'd mentioned before that like when he had his first kid, he was out on tour and like and doing a lot of that, stuff, he didn't and get that time. it really impacted his. Oh, the cat was already in the room. He was sleeping under the coffee table. Wow, <laughs> he was locked in the room. He wanted out. <laughs> Anyways, we're distracted. Um, that's our pick of the week. Congratulations, <laughs> Chance, the Ch- Chance the Rapper. And we'll send you your medal in the mail. That's right. There's no medal coming. No. Maybe yeah. some spicy nuggets from Wendy's, though. I can send you vegetables. No, I can't send those across the border. No, Never but we can send them an eggplant emoji. That's right. Eggplant emoji, Chance the Rapper. Eggplant, eggplant emoji. emoji. What did you learn this week, Chris? Uh, that kids and everybody has a little bit of a different learning style and uh you have to really work with your kids to find out what kind of style they need to learn in uh and i found that with eddie this week it's uh i can't really explain it in full length uh but i know when i've trained apprentices in the past there are certain ways to put things past certain people and certain types of personalities that allow them to pick up information properly so uh yeah i learned uh, the learning style of my son this week can you can you go into what the learning style of your son is? Like the learning style. This is this is why we do this podcast. Yeah, right? just sure. to learn from other um, dads and shit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I let him pick. We basically worked in a, in a pattern from right to left for the first enunciation of all these uh, French beginnings of words and letters, and, and then after that, he, he would basically I would start it and he would follow my lead to make him feel more comfortable as opposed to him saying, what is this, and putting him on the spot. Okay. I kind of fell on the grenade first and went, this is it. Mimic me. This is it. Make, mimic me. And then once we've gone through the whole page, I let him choose where we're going to start next. So, but he's, but he's able to recognize it after doing the mimicking? Yes. Because, like, there's one way yeah. to create mimicking, but you also want to install the learning. Install the right? learning. So but that I'm way also, he can I'm, go also po- I'm also pointing at what we're at, and then after we're done the mimicking, I'm like, what letters were those? Okay. Okay. Right? What letters were So those? you're able to go back and quiz him on the mimicking. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's, that's, that's cool. I Mimic like that. it first, and then he can do the letters. At, I could ask him which ones these were, yeah. and then ask him the sound again. And then we do the next column. Okay. Now, do you and Amanda have different, like, teaching styles when it comes to, like, helping with homework? Yeah, Amanda's very much more, this is it. Do do this now. Do, do, for, she just. She like she gives the answers? No, not <laughs> she gives the answers that she just kind of, she doesn't have the patience. She even said it herself. She's like, I don't have the patience to teach you like your dad can. I can just get you to, we can review stuff in the morning and show me what you and your dad basically kind of did. (laughs) But she doesn't, she gets very uh, frustrated and that's like her learned behavior from uh, her father, right? So that she just kind of doesn't have anything else to go on at this point in time. And uh, I've trained apprentices and mentored them and so everybody's a little bit different but the base of being able to figure out what that person and how that person will accept knowledge is, is critical. Okay. So I'm glad to be able to get it with my kids. Nice. Well, the one anyway. Nice. For now. Yeah. I uh, I learned something much simpler. Yes? Yeah. What when was that? You're, when you're doing a 3 a.m. feed, uh-huh. turn on the goddamn lights. <laughs> I, I almost s- lost beer on my nose. I stubbed. <laughs> the, you know, this is the episode where the computer drank a beer. That's so, right. Like, hey. Let's, let's yeah, be let's careful let's here. Our drinks are all on the floor. Our drinks yeah. are on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I stubbed my toe so hard that I broke it. 
Oh, and so no. it's like the middle toe of my left foot, the third toe, and now like the head of it is like slightly tilted to the left. <laughs> it's like inflamed underneath. You got the, Beyonce toe underneath to the, the left. Na- to the left. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. That's horrible. Yeah. What a diva tail. Underneath the nail, it was all bruised and bloodied. Ooh. And then down the toe, like down the joints of the toe and yeah. into the foot, it was all bruised. <gasps> and yeah, you snapped that good. So like I'm at the point where the bruising has gone away, but I can now feel it every time I take a step. <sighs> so I'm limping everywhere. <laughs> I've had a foot injury, man. I don't I don't pay uh, that. That's horrible. And your foot injury had to do with your dad, but it's probably not the time to bring it up. No, no, I'm definitely not. We'll talk about We'll talk we'll about, about that. Yeah, yeah, well, when we go deep into the mind of Christopher and dun, the psyche dun, dun, of Christopher, dun. we will talk about that foot injury because that foot injury comes up today. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, cool. yeah, that's what I learned. Turn um, the light fucking on and uh, learning styles are different. <laughs> yeah. If, thank you for joining us. I, I actually, I hear a lot of people, um, they reach out to me in my DMs. Um, my DMs, they're sliding into my DMs, my friends Ooh. and family, and they're just, they're saying that they're listening to the, the episodes and they're really liking them and that they think that they're really funny. Um, if you're one of those people and you're listening to this, please like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. More importantly than that, give us a rate on iTunes. Give yeah. us a rate yeah, on, on wherever you listen to your podcast. Go give us a rate on Facebook. Um, you know, preferably five stars, but give us what you feel we're worth, right? Five stars. And adjust it, adjust it accordingly. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> um, we, we, we love you guys a lot. There's been a lot of really great feedback, um, and, and you guys have been fantastic. So please, uh, we're Keep on, it coming. Yeah, we're on Twitter at We Got Dad Issues. At... Yeah, we got dad issues. We got dad issues. Uh, Facebook at we got daddy issues. Or you can just type in daddy issues with Champion Champ Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yeah. Uh, the W's with a slash and then yep. they're an ampersand because we're spelling out dick, right? It's an acrostic yeah, poem. It's, it's an acrostic. Yeah. Daddy issues, issues with Champ, Champ and Kingsbury. Kingsbury. I think we explained that in the last minute. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, also on Insta. Insta, we got daddy issues. We got daddy issues. And you can send us an email too. Uh, we got daddy issues at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us love. You can send us hate. You can send us suggestions or feedback. If you're a beer company or you like to drink beer, suggest beer, send us beer. You know, we'll prom- promo the shit out of you. We do have listeners all over the world. That's right. India. India. Sweden. Oh, right. India, Sweden. Uh, yeah, Finland. Chile. No, Chile. And Argentina. Totally. Argentina. That's right. There's Indonesia. That, uh, there's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, we love all of you. Thank you. Love us back. My cat is now in the litter box in the next room. You might hear like a little bit of a... He's like, end this shit, yo. Literally, end this shit. <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> we need a party box. Yeah, party box. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. All right. Thank you. Daddy Issues with Champ and Kingsbury was created by Matthew Champ and Chris Kingsbury. It's edited by Matthew Champ. Special thanks goes out to Heather Hurst, Freddie Jones, Daryl Walwork for fixing our MacBook, and Jacob Pollock for the awesome music. See y'all next week. Bye.